I now know to drink my Ovaltine. <laughs> just just, let the just fuck start it. the podcast with that phrase. No context. That's the plan. Good. Also, I just looked at the, the Roll20 chat and I got to see your nice twink son play some soft music for you, ASMR. <laughs> God, I'm glad somebody fucking finally saw that dumb joke. Well, I saw it. I just didn't say anything because I think we were in the middle of a thing at that time. So, in case you, the wonderful listening audience, can't tell from our attitudes, this is a downtime session. <laughs> Are you saying that I'm not always serious 100% of the time? I'm, I'm extremely saying that. Okay. Mm. Fucked up. <laughs> Alright, so... Who all would like to go first? I think I went first last time, question mark. So I'll let I somebody else go. I think it's been a while since I went first, actually. Alrighty. So I guess I'm volunteering to go first. Cool. Do you want to do your thing or my thing? What the heck? Let's do your thing first. Alrighty. Unless you'd rather do my thing first. Nope, this is just fine. Okay. So, let me actually lay down a timeline here. Yeah, because you it's it's not long between hunts this time, right? Yeah. It's only like a so, couple of days. so the psychopomp the psychopomp hunt was on June 29th. And the next hunt is going to be July 4th. So there's only a couple of days between these the, this this downtime stretch is only gonna be a couple of days long. So it's been I don't know, let's say a day or two since uh, since you officially moved in to headquarters. Oh, God! Oh, boy. Did you forget? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't forget about the moving into headquarters part, but, like, the two things didn't match up in my head. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, um... Actually, Switch over to the map. Oh, and, uh, oh. you have a you've taken you've been given one of the upstairs rooms. It's a it's a full size bedroom. It's right next door to the upstairs bathroom. And uh, what all what all have you been getting up to? Like I said, it's only been like a day or two. What all have you been getting up to? With you and your cat and your enormous pile of musical instruments. Yeah, the horn pile that I sleep in. Um, <laughs> literal horn pile. I don't know what you could possibly mean by that. I mean, it's been literally a day. Roxanne's probably still in the middle of, like, moving stuff. I mean, sure, she can literally teleport, but also... Unpacking takes a while. There's a degree of like, you gotta pack so that even teleporting things isn't just a nightmare operation. What you mean? What happens if I lose a shirt mid teleport while trying to carry this fucking pile of laundry? Heaven forbid. Somewhere, somehow, somebody finds a shitty flannel jacket. <laughs> 
so while you are in the midst of unpacking, there there is a a knock on the front door of the house downstairs. And you hear Magpie from way down there go, I'll get it. You know, I'm just going to not even say anything. Like, completely in context, I'd forgotten about this. Like, happening. So it's funnier if Roxanne doesn't remember either. (laughs) Alright, so then you hear some, like, muffled voices uh, just coming from the downstairs. And then you hear Magpie's tiny little feet tromp, tromp, tromping up the stairway. And she gets into the the doorway to your room and she says, uh, Roxanne, you've got visitors. What? Like five visitors. Five visitors? Oh. Oh. It's that shouty guy who knew my name and a bunch of friends. Oh, no. Oh, this is... Shit, you guys were supposed to be out of town by now. This was a thing that was going to happen before I moved. And now I've moved. Oh, goodness. Yeah, um... I should probably stop standing up here. Go say want, hello. Do you want me to just let him in? Send him up here? Uh, if that's fine, then yes, they're not like, they're just kind of weird. Don't worry about them. Okay. I'll believe you. They're friends of mine. Sure. So then she goes downstairs. She's down there for a little bit, and then you hear the tromp, tromp, tromping of five adults coming up the stairs all at once. Oh, boy. <laughs> and leading the charge into your bedroom is fucking Yell Boy, who's like, Hello, Roxanne Harrison. How are you doing in your new abode? Okay, I'm going to be very honest. I am slightly caught off guard. And Yellboy fucking stops in the doorway to make this declaration and then gets like shoved from behind. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, you know, not just by the way they speak, which is which, but the, the same sort of thing with emergency where you were able to see him inside of the person you can see the rest of them as well. Right. So you know that it's fucking casual that shoves Yellboy out of the way. Oh, yeah, I bet. When as soon as you said, so, as soon as he said shoves, I was like, oh, I know he did that. <laughs> I knew in my heart of hearts. So four of them enter the room in short order. The fifth one is kind of lagging behind. And you realize why as Post-its enters the room and the body they seem to be piloting is walking in a really weird way. Because it has two legs instead of three. (laughs) Should have possessed Ron Jeremy. (laughs) 
Oh, Jesus. fucking god, Abe. <laughs> it's more like Post-its has never possessed anyone before. They're not used to piloting human bodies. Uh, that's also a good answer. So they... The, the five of them trundle into the room and Casual just fucking flops down in, in a desk chair. The first one he can find. Doesn't even ask. The rest of them just sort of like stand like they're waiting to be offered seats. Uh, you guys can sit down if you like. I'm uh, in the middle of moving. I uh, uh, today was a, or yesterday was a lot. I this sort of slipped my mind. It's nice to see all of you. <laughs> the, there's the sort of like rapid fire tap 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 from post-its as they even in their sort of like spectral possessing form they've got tablets and spikes and so they carve out and then they turn one around says it's so nice to see you again as well Roxanne how could I have ever stayed mad at post-its especially (laughs) yeah so uh, emergency and uh, bad news will just sit on the floor and then Post-its and Yellboy will take the bed. Well, um... I'm afraid I'm not used to entertaining company very much, but welcome to... my room? We ain't really expecting much of you here, kid. We're just, uh... just coming by to see how you're doing. This is, uh... This is kind of a big thing that's happened to you. Yeah. Tell me about it. And while, uh, like you might not remember us, uh, we've been around your entire life, and so we've, uh, we're all kind of invested in your well-being. That's touching, actually. I know I haven't always, uh, probably haven't always been easy to deal with, but I uh, appreciate you all coming out here. So, Roxanne Harrison, how is the cat that we set you up with? Uh, sulking, because she did not enjoy getting her claws trimmed. In fact, I think she is under the bed right now. Yellboy, like, rolls to a position where their head is just hanging off the bed so they can see under. He's like, ah, yes, so she is. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just... (laughs) I love Yellboy just the best. (laughs) They're all so good. Yell boy's a precious child. A precious boy, if you will. <laughs> Just like, hey, how are you doing? Where's your cat? <laughs> we have been a touch concerned that the short-term utility of the creature would cause you to resent her continued presence. How can I stay mad at 
had a kitten. Besides, uh, no, having some, something, someone, having something to take care of was, ah, uh, a good anchoring point for uh, me after everything happened. It is excellent to hear that you have found another method of coping. Well, if nothing else, I'm uh, adaptable. Emergency from his perch on the floor shrugs all four of his arms. Says, We've. You've certainly proven a lot more adaptable than some of us thought you would be. And casual in the chair just leans back a little and says, Yeah, fucking yell boy over here. I thought that you would just be this absolutely inconsolable wreck after all that went down. And then. Yellboy sits up a little bit straighter and says, I will thank you not to call me by that name. My name is... And then this sound comes out of their mouth and you have the feeling of falling from this incredible height but being perfectly safe. And you also hear the sound of strong winds whipping through deep canyons. You smell rising bread, and you see the color sunshine yellow. Wow, sunshine yellow. I didn't know Grant was here. <laughs> wow, that was a new experience. <laughs> Yell boy looks at you and he's like, oh, oh, have you? Oh, you have not heard our language yet, have you? Or perhaps you have before, but could not understand it until now. Ah, uh, perhaps? I'm still getting used to having count how many eyes. I did count one time, and I forgot what the actual number is. <laughs> Pretend I said a number here. It's probably like yeah. 19 or something. Uh, some gross prime number like that. Uh, man, I had, to, I had to specifically point out that there are, No, actually, no, it's probably Eve. No, it's odd. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, casual, like, snaps a finger and points at you and says, Yeah, we've, uh... We all got names like that. It's... Our language is kind of weird... We uh, it's it's weird and precise, and so the a sort sort of like symbolic names aren't a thing we're able to do. So we have names that evoke feelings. That's uh, I like it actually. That's uh, I mean it's a lot better than uh, some names I've heard. Most names I've heard. I mean, I'll take your word for it on that. And Casual actually, like, leans forward in the chair and offers you a hand to shake. Hell yeah, I'll shake hands. And he says, it's good to finally properly meet you. My name's... And then there's another one of those, like, 
weird noises that comes out of its face. And you have a vision of a giant monster that is in an incredibly deep sleep. You feel the anxiety of a promise that might not be kept. You see a small room with doors on every wall, and you hear the words, melancholic sympathy. That's quite apt. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you finally. Again, for the first time. Finally again. It's nice to finally trade names with you. Yeah. Although, actually, we haven't properly traded names because you don't know yours yet, do you? Ah, uh, hmm. No? I'll admit I'm a little interested now. Well, we can tell you if you'd like. I mean, I do like Roxanne, but sure. Never hurts to know things. So Casual leans back in their chair, and they all look over at Bad News, who sits up really straight and opens their mouth, and you feel the pleasant burn of exhausted muscles. You hear a battle cry echoing forever. You hear a child stop crying. You hear birdsong at first light and you see a sword quenched in an ocean of blood wow and that's supposed to be mine then or that is the name the blind heir gave you when you were first created it is meant to be you in a very high-minded way. It's certainly evocative. I guess literally, in this case. We are given names of complexities matching our stations, and yours is certainly one of the most grand that I have ever heard. I'm not sure I necessarily fit the bill, but, well, it's not as if I necessarily resent what I do. Post-its turns around another tablet that says, and you're certainly quite good at what you do, too. Uh, yeah, well, the other option is dying or let someone else die, so. I guess that's true. I mean, I wouldn't mind hearing the rest of your names if you don't mind telling me. It's, uh, nice to know you all better. Besides, it's kind of, even if I can't really repeat it, it's still polite to know somebody's name. Emergency kind of rolls their shoulders and says, you could actually learn how to speak it. You're, uh, you're, you're as much, we call ourselves angels, right? And a couple of them nod. It's like, you're, you're angel enough to be able to speak the language now. Just got to be taught how. 
Oh, I don't know if I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could, uh, I could certainly try. Well, uh, maybe hearing more of the vocabulary will <laughs> get you on the right track. And then Emergency extends a hand to shake, and as you do, they introduce themselves as weathering natural disasters, inflection points, haste. That's... Uh, that one's very concise. I like it. Well, my entire existence is pretty concise. When something really bad is about to happen concerning your case, I show up to tell you about it. I appreciate it. So then, Post-its and Bad News will also introduce themselves. Uh, Post-its, of course, introduces themselves in writing, because they do not speak. They do not have a mouth. I have no mouth, and I must introduce myself. <laughs> Their name is the sound of a million pens writing the same word, an obsessively rehearsed conversation, a coat that is much too large, but also fits perfectly, and the last star visible at dawn. And bad news is a church bell ringing once and shattering, a damp and musty smell that is still somehow pleasant, being buried alive in an exquisitely comfortable coffin. The taste of freshly smithed nails. That one's pretty mysterious. I am never going to remember how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good news for all of you. Those names are in their handouts. They are. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try and, like, acronymize that one. Ooh. <laughs> also... Roxanne, your name is now in your handout. Oh, boy. Or on your character sheet, rather. Do oh, fucking, there it is. <laughs> I was like, I have a handout? <laughs> no, on your character sheet. I'm used to yeah, calling we handouts. We can't see each other's character sheets, or at least I can't see the other's character sheets. Oh, yeah, none of you can see them. I should figure out how to give sight but not edit privileges. I'll do that later. You can uh, should be able to do that. Yeah, I'm just gonna fucking post can, it as texts. I can uh, oh, in players' uh, journals, all players. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. go. Well, now I feel whole. Yeah, I'll do that for everybody right now. Cool. Hang on, am I the am I the only one who had his little character portrait for theirs? Apparently yeah. so. You guys are boring. Yeah. Look, I'll. I've got something that I might do later. Oh, wow, two character sheets. Look at this guy. <laughs> you wanted a second one. I like to keep track of the old stuff. I just took a picture of my old stuff. Yeah. And so after uh, after introductions finish going around, Casual says, all right, so th the trick is to just, like, fix the idea. Like, it's you, you, you know the phrase, the platonic idea? You need to fix that in your mind and then say it with your entire being. Ah, it sounds so simple. The idea is to have no ambiguity. <laughs> Invented something literally impossible for Roxanne, who cannot fucking keep an idea straight to save your life. Oh, no. Uh, 
I mean, I can certainly try. Or I guess trying is kind of the uh, opposite of what I'm attempting here. I want to do instead of try. Am I understanding it correctly? Essentially, yes. There can be no doubt in what you mean to convey. <laughs> uh, I guess the first thing Roxanne would try and say would be her name. All right. <laughs> Do you want me to roll to talk? <laughs> roll to mouth noise correctly? How about you tell me if Roxanne is capable of speaking this way right now? Mm. Like maybe even not her entire name, but can she can she fix any of the visions or sensations of her name so firmly in her being that she could speak them without ambiguity? I'd say she kind of maybe tries to do the whole thing. It doesn't really come out correctly, but the bit that actually uh but one bit does come out correctly, and that would be uh, the cessation of a child's crying is the only bit she manages to really get out emphatically. All right. Yeah, so as you speak that syllable is maybe an incorrect way to put it, but that's about as close as we can get. So yeah, you you fix the idea and not just like the sight, not just the sound, but like the evocative feeling of when a child stops crying into your mind and then like suffuse that feeling into your entire being and then just open your mouth and like push with your soul and then it comes out and you can hear yourself say it. Huh. Well, it wasn't perfect. Yellboy fucking claps. They are so proud of you. Well, fucking mission accomplished. Yellboy is proud of me. <laughs> that is excellently done, Roxanne Harrison. I knew that you could do it. I will not speak for the others, but I knew that you were capable of it. I appreciate your enthusiasm and your faith. It is not faith if I simply knew, Roxanne Harrison. I suppose that's correct, actually. The Post-its is twitching like she wants to give you a hug, but has been told that there's a no-touching rule in effect right now. Oh. This is criminal. <laughs> You've done a crime to me, personally, in my heart. Hey, I'm not the one who set up the, the fucking feed conditions. Ah, oh, that's true. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> she probably shouldn't be shaking hands with people, but whatever. A light touch probably doesn't hurt, right? And it's not like the people are awake to experience it. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make it good, though. <laughs> <laughs> fair. I'd say Roxanne probably gives it another few shots, but doesn't really manage doesn't really manage to get the rest of it out clearly. Mm-hmm. 
And it, it, it isn't so much can't get it out clearly. It's sort of a binary thing where either you can do it or there's any trace right. of ambiguity at all and you can't. Yeah. I, I guess I just sort of figured that like if you don't do it right, it just sort of comes out as a gibberish sound, uh, gibberish feeling like not quite the right thing or not right the right thing at all. But the way you say it makes more sense. You, you can try for a while, and the excitable ones will cheer you on, and the rest of them will, like, try and coax you through it. Bad news keeps trying to dip into, like, like theory of uh, just <laughs> ambiguity in language and how, like, the idea of the, the transmission of knowledge between author and audience and listener, and then fucking casual keeps cutting him off and just keeps telling him that it'll take fucking forever to explain that with the way he talks. <laughs> uh, I love these I love these ones. I love them all so much. <laughs> we, my weird dysfunctional angel family. That's <laughs> <laughs> not actually dysfunctional at all and is completely functional. Your collective dad is maybe a little bit dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Grant makes this sound so hard. Learning a new language is fun. <laughs> to be fair, for a while he was lying how long it was taking him to learn a new language. I can't believe Grant is a nerd and a liar. I can't. You heard it here first. Fucked up, but true. Yeah, you know, I take it back. I I can't believe it. Lion-ass, nerd-ass, dork. Alright. Uh, yeah. So, once you, um... Like, you don't... Like, get it, get it, but you are... You are making progress. And baby's first word yeah basically and once you get to a point of where you're like like you know it's gonna take you a while longer to really start to get into this but you're you have a you have a footing at this point and once you get there bad news says now you must be exceptionally careful when speaking this language in other contexts. The firmness of the language has a tendency to bend reality. Oh my god. In frequently undesirable ways speaking absolute truths into the world can be quite dangerous if you do it without care. Well, that kind of puts a damper on the whole thing. You simply need to only practice with harmless ideas. Your name and our names are exceptionally good tools to practice because they 
merely are titles for us. Yeah. However, speaking truths such as this object is red or there is a hole in this wall can cause them to be true in ways that you might not wish them to be. Huh. What if I did want that to be true? I, I mean... You're saying that it's dangerous to misuse, but couldn't you accomplish things if you knew what you were doing, necessarily? Like, the example you said, putting a hole in a wall. Casual leans forward and says, I mean, yeah, you could do that if you knew what you were doing. The problem is, is that you have to be incredibly specific because it's it's not just true, it's capital T true. If you say there's a hole in this wall and you say it the right way, you'll make a hole in the wall that can never be fixed because there's a hole in the wall. That's a true capital T true statement. Mm. Right. That's why we really only use this language for names and communicating information that is 100% true outside of our opinions. We put no opinions in this language because that's just someone tried to do that once we wound up with some really nasty weather patterns do I want to know the context of that <laughs> what's the t- oh, is it the ten was it the ten plagues was it the ten no. fucking plagues no comment <laughs> Yeah, but completely in character. Do I want to know the context of that? Uh, let's just say that even with us native speakers, it took us a while to undo it, or to turn it off, rather. And a lot of people had a real bad time for a couple of days. Huh. Well, I'll certainly be careful. I'm not really into the idea of irreparably damaging or irreparably changing reality if I'm being honest at least not negligently there's another rapid fire tap 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 from post-its and she turns her tablet around and says yeah, if you wind up getting either careless or flagrant, the blind air is going to get real mad at you real fast. Hmm. And so many bad things have already happened to you. I don't want any more bad things to happen to you, Roxanne. 
Actually, no. Instead of Roxanne, do you remember when you got your first packet of post-it notes and there was a scrawl that gave you a headache to read? Yeah. There's that scrawl on there again, but you can read it now, and it's your name. Oh. I mean, this makes a lot more sense now. I remember that. In the post-it note. Yes, that's your name. I stopped using it because it bothered you, but now it doesn't bother you. Yeah, it gave me a headache when I was when I read it before. A lot of things gave me a headache before. Well, that's one silver lining to it, I guess. I really don't miss the headaches. Yes, properly integrated like this, you are much more tolerant to the weight of authority. And bad news says weight of authority in the angelic language. So it's like, that's that's some sort of like proper noun. Oh, I suppose that's something special then. Because of the way you said it. Something particular to those of and from Elysium. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll have to ask you about it some other time. I don't want to make this a <laughs> a school session all the time. Well then, Roxanne Harrison, what would you like to do? Hmm. I'm not really sure. I suppose it's just nice to be in pleasant company. To be around people that understand what is going on. It's just nice to be seen, if you understand what I'm saying. Emergency nods from down on the floor. Says, yeah, yeah, we get it. So by the way, uh, everybody's getting new pieces of equipment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Chloe talked her over with me because she wanted something a little weird. Would you like to explain it to the listening audience and to the other players? It's not that weird. I mean, it's a pretty simple concept. Right. It's weird in the context of this story. I wanted a portable hole. I just wanted to be able to put a fucking hole in something. Temporarily. Look, I just thought, uh, back when we were doing the Displacer Your Beast hunt, I just thought, imagine how much, how many fucking problems could be solved if I could just put a hole in something. <laughs> so, Roxanne caught a portable hole, but there's some restrictions on it. Yeah. Cutlery only. <laughs> <laughs> 
Knife hole. Knife hole. Knife hole. Colin, we already have a phrase for that. It's called vagina dentata. No. <laughs> I don't want to watch Tokyo Gore Police again. <laughs> uh, so the, the restrictions on the portable hole are Chloe gets two charges per hunt and a charge is spent to roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, a hole opens for one minute. On a 7 to 9, a hole opens for 30 seconds. On a 6 minus, the hole does not open. Hole is four feet deep and its diameter is wide enough that you could fit an adult human being through it without having to wiggle. Which adult human being? Are we talking like Roxanne's buttons? technically an adult human being? A Roxanne sized adult human being. Alright, fair. Or or two grants. <laughs> like Wilt Chamberlain? Is Wilt Chamberlain six and a half feet tall? Wilt Chamberlain is like seven feet tall. Look up Wilt Chamberlain right now. He makes Arnold Schwarzenegger look tiny. Wilt Chamberlain would probably have I'm to duck his him head. Up right now. Yes, same. Basketball player. Okay. Seven foot one. Dang. Seven foot one. Him big. Him big. Him tall. Him long. Uh, long boy. <sighs> All right. 24, by the way. It was 24 eyes. Ah. All right, everybody. Who's next? Yeah, I'll go through. I'll go next because mine is just what I want to do and it's just making my gear. So this will be fairly short. That's you're going to like work on the fucking perpetual motion device. Oh, right, yeah, that thing, thing. that thing. I forgot about that. Right. I uh, do also want to make the gear. And side note, since I have goggles now, uh, Siner now has contacts. No more glasses. Because I know from experience that trying to wear goggles and glasses at the same time does not work. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I go into the goddamn machine shop and have to wear safety glasses over my glasses I need to not be blind with. Mm-hmm. So contacts now. Okay. So yeah, that's what we were doing. Cool. So let's just get into that. Uh, how do you want to pick this up? I don't know. You tell me. Okay. Um... But Steiner's just kind of tinkering, like putting the finishing touches on those goggles that I mentioned. And as he's working on them, he suddenly kind of sits up a little straighter in his chair. And he goes, uh, Gregory, um, I've just had a thought. Yes, Edwin. Do you remember that um, little perpetual motion device that we got from Victor? Yes. I don't I say God, we snuck it away. Um, yes, it has been gathering dust in the main laboratory. We can't machine anything to that level of precision, right? Correct. What if we replicate it with magic? 
I suppose that that would be doable. It's worth a shot. I mean, it's not doing anything else. You would have to take it apart, though. Hmm. I'm a bit loath to do that because I have no idea how to put it back together, but... Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Hi, oh, wait, 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 wait. I remember when I went over to the Feywilds to talk with... Oh, I've forgotten their names again. To see to Sagi, I think? Mahibe? Something like that. The Winter Court scientists, yes, you've spoken of them. Right. And they had a butler part disassembled in some sort of suspension. I wonder if they could tell me how to do that. Hmm. That would certainly be useful. And a live exploded view of a machine would certainly be useful in determining how it is put together and what its components are made of. Indeed. Hmm. I should give them... Let's see. I'd let them know I'm coming over. Well, maybe they can just tell me over line. I'm not sure. It's probably easier just to go over there. Either way, I will give them a heads up. It seems the polite thing to do. It would certainly be an excellent use of the wormhole that you created to exchange knowledge in this way through it. Yes, yes, and right now it's just powering a toaster, so might as well use it. Ooh, speaking of, I think it's lunch. I'd like a BLT. Fucking lunch bot. <laughs> you just said lunch bot's activation phrase. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Well, lunch bot's making that BLT. Let's get... Me was it Mehibe? I think it was Mehibe. Is that how you pronounce that? I can never Me remember. Me heavy. Thank you, Cod. And Soggy on the line if they're in. Yeah. You can ring-a-ding-ding the both of them up. Ring-a-ding-ding. Yeah, so, so I, I get the, the data stream is very slow because the wormhole is incredibly small. But you get like a, you send through a signal, is anybody there? And then eventually you get back, okay. Yes, Dr. Steiner, what can we help you with today? And then it is signed at the bottom, Kiyusagi. Uh, I type back, hello, Sagi. Um, I was wondering, you could tell me how you did that exploded view of Butlerbot that I saw, God, it was several months ago at this point. It was several months ago at this point. As is, you get, you get back. We can send you the information necessary to replicate that if you're looking to do so. That would be wonderful. Uh, is there anything I can offer you in exchange? I feel like we are soon going to hit a wall with our exploration of your technology, but we are not quite there yet. So for the time being, we are good. Very well. Uh, when you do need something, let me know. I will happily provide it. Will do. You... It's, it takes well through lunchtime before the information finishes coming through. Yes. Diner just munching on his BLT watching this data tick over. Yeah. But on the other side of it, you get a, a series of circles that need to be like pinned up around the room for the uh, objects to explode in the direction of 
And then there's a bunch of like equations for uh, just like fine tuning the circles, just like customizing the radii for how many parts there are and how like far exploded you want things to be. Hmm. Well, uh, it's take more. It's going to take entirely the day to set up, but um, let's put this in. Let's see. I suppose this would go well in fabrication. So let's set it up there. Yeah, so you can spend a couple of hours just like doing measurements on the engine and plugging those numbers into the equations that you were sent and then using those to calibrate the circles correctly and you can pin them up all over the walls of the lab and then it's just a small spark of magic through and this this is one of the trickier parts because it needs to hit all of them simultaneously or else bad things can happen but you can build a fucking circuit it's not hard yeah Okay. And then well. it, the explosion happens in slow motion. The, the parts just come apart slowly. And most of the fasteners are just like, they seem to be really basic pins. So there, there are very few screws and what screws there are were all internal. It was all just like really tiny pins along the outermost faces, keeping things in place. Huh. Well, if nothing else, this little trick is going to make my life fastly. Indeed, I do believe that there will be no such thing as proprietary hardware in the face of your new methods. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, let's get measurements of everything in here. So you, you take a couple hours and just pick through it. You do measure everything extremely thoroughly. Partway through, you find an honest-to-God micro SD card along the inside of one of the outer panels. What the hell? I did not expect to find something like this. Is this some sort of... Is this connected to an operation language? Or was it like a little hidden treasure trove that I was meant to find? If you look around, there's nothing for the card to plug into. It's just been sitting there. Hmm. Gregory, set up an isolated computer. Give this a read. On it. Meantime, I'm going to finish taking measurements. Uh-huh. So, Gregory enlists help of all the robots to construct a, a whole new isolation unit. Just connected to absolutely nothing. And once it is done, you are signaled. Ah, perfect timing. Last of the measurements. All right, let's see what this could be. So you plug it in, and there's there's one folder, and it's just inside Rick the. <laughs> well, there's there's a a series of uh, of like image files there's a series of text documents there's one mp4 entitled watch me and then there's a text file 
named Read Me. Hmm. I have read Alice in Wonderland before. Alright. Uh, well, let's watch the video first. Alright, you click on it. The media player that you installed boots up, and there's a couple seconds. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna yes. let you down. It's literally Time a crawl. Uh, <laughs> I imagine this readme file has just made you look. I still think that you are going to have to open it. Right. Well, so yeah, I do open that up. Did I actually yeah. call that or did you change that to be funny? <laughs> I changed that to be funny. Oh. Was it gonna, what was it going to be? Just nonsense or something different? There originally wasn't going to be an MP4 in there. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, however, when you open up the text file, it is not a prank. Uh, in fact, it's very short. It says, congratulations on finally finding the courage to open this machine up. I've included as much information as I think you are going to need to replicate it. Well, that's very nice. Please use it in good health and do not be afraid to apply it at the points when you think you need to apply it. And then it is signed GS. GS. See, if I that, if that means something to signer, I'm going to have to think I'm a dumbass. It doesn't immediately mean anything to you. GS. Thank you. Mm. I'll ruminate on that for a moment, but it doesn't ring any immediate bells. Hmm. All right. This is quite helpful. I wonder who this GS could be. Hmm. Well, I'm sure that will poke its head out when... Or maybe we'll just never know. Such is life. Anyway, this is all very useful information. Hmm. I believe we could scale this up quite easily. Yeah, so as you uh, as you poke through the files, you get like like a lot of the text documents are dissertations on the materials that the things are made of, or that the parts are made of, and there's like five hundred. There's a fucking five hundred page document in there detailing how a frictionless surface, how a frictionless material was fabricated. Jeez, frictionless. If I can make, I could fucking change the entire world with that frictionless surface. Car engines would be a hell of a lot better. There's there's uh, information on just like how on the kinetics of the engine, information on how the perfect sphere was created for the little spheres inside of the uh, frictionless tube that are sort of spinning about. Can't imagine the materials are going to be easy to get though. It appears to be an entirely artificial fabrication. Well, like this, this isn't some new mineral that was mined up from some like esoteric corner of Africa or something. It was made in a lab. Oh, it's lab made. Where the hell am I going to get a lab? <laughs> All right. 
so if I'm reading these right, this is all essentially man-made material. The trick will be manufacturing the specification, but I believe we can do that. If we can scale that up, it'll make it even easier. We can make this of an appropriate size. We could take the laboratory off the power grid entirely, perhaps even expand. This is quite well, this is quite a lot. The manufacturing necessities are certainly beyond our capabilities right now. However, I believe with the new additions to our methods, we should be able to overcome these limitations. Indeed. Theoretically, there's very little that is out of my reach now that you mention it. Yeah. All right. A new project. That's going to be fun. Going to break several laws of physics building this. If this wasn't very <laughs> illegal, I could have—I would be a foremost name in modern science. Upright. Well, instead, you will have to content yourself with revolutionizing the world from the shadows. Indeed. Well, first things first. Let's actually build the damn thing before we start. You know taking shots at pie in the sky. But uh, it's getting late and I'm getting tired. So let's start on that tomorrow. Certainly. Also, Edwin, before you retire for the evening, I have finished my investigation into the 2012 apocalypse. Oh, right. Yes, thank you. I'd almost forgotten about that. Thank you. I will upload a text file into the main computer for your personal at your leisure. We'll take a look at that. Uh, have a lunch pop, warm up some soup or something. I'll, I'll peruse that while I eat. Will do. So, Ape, you have a handout that only you can see. Neat. Let's take a look at that. And you don't gotta read it aloud, although I have a feeling you'll be quoting from it sometime this session. Hmm. And let me take a look at you. While Ape looks that over, Grant. Ye. You doing your thing or my thing? Uh, let's do my thing first. Alrighty. So, I'm kind of tired of a certain somebody always tracking us down and managing to just ambush us to give us talks. So, I'm deciding to turn the tables and I'm just leaning outside a certain place where she likes to eat. And when, uh, when Arius pops up closer, I'm like, no, 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 no. I know someplace better. Excuse you, sir. What fucking universe do you think you live in that where you believe that you could get the drop on Ashley Arias? Either, either way, either way. I'm just, I'm just there. I am there waiting. All right. So while you are loitering outside of Ashley's favorite, I don't know, smoothie joint or whatever... Ashley drinks smoothies. I'm declaring it to be true. Okay. You're, you are on the lookout for her. And then 
she's sort of like, you don't hear her approach. She is just suddenly behind you and she sort of like leans in real close to your ear and says, can I help you, Grant Harrison? Yeah, uh, I know a better place where we can eat. I figure I owe you a civilized talk after how our last one-on-one ended, so lunch, my treat. You know what? Sure. I'm willing to believe that this isn't a trap until proved otherwise. Yeah. Alright, so uh, Grant will have chosen a place that, you know, is very... We're gonna say that this smoothie place exists close by to an actual Chinese restaurant that exists in LA called Sea Dragon. It is rated, like, currently, I think, like, 4.4 stars on Google Maps or something like that. So it's pretty good. And they have a lunch special right now, so. All right. <laughs> so Grant will go in there and, you know, look over. Actually, he doesn't have to look over the menu too much. He's been here a couple times before, I'm going to say. All right. So when, when you, like, don't look at the menu, Ashley will just sort of, like... Like, lean back a little and say, you've been here before? A couple times. Though, this is always funny. And then uh, when the waitress comes over, he orders in Mandarin. As they always seem to do, (laughs) she looks a little... She looks flabbergasted for a moment before collecting (laughs) herself. (laughs) Also, Ashley tells you to order for her. She tells you, I'm giving you a second chance at picking my food. Okay. Sight unseen. Please right. don't get me Hawaiian pizza again. They don't have Hawaiian pizza here. Although, I gotta say. Anyway, uh, so Grant is going to be ordering the Kung Pao Three Delight, which is cut off uh, Kung Pao Three Delay because they have to fit some stuff in there. And then, and then he asks, um, yes, sir. Like, what kind of meat are you in the mood for? Any kind. Honestly. Oh, okay. I am extremely not picky. Alright, uh, he'll get her. God damn it, you beat me to it. Let me get some, uh, long pork fried rice. <laughs> um, so he'll order her the. Oh, oh, if she's actually ordering that, then that's fine. No, that was okay. a. Long, okay. long pork is human meat, Colin. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I get it now because yeah, I, I, I get it now. Um, no, he'll yeah, order yeah. her uh, shrimp with lobster sauce. Yes, because human meat apparently tastes like bad ham. Why did you say bad ham? Because that's what I've been. That's what I have heard. That is legit what I have heard. I don't eat people most of the time. Coward. Yeah. <laughs> See, what I've heard is that, um, according to a dude who ate his own severed foot, uh, that it's closer to grass-fed beef and a mix of wild boar. Hmm. I suppose that would like depend on your diet, because I know that for like food animals, what you feed them with changes uh, yeah. what they taste like. Like carnivores taste terrible, but herbivores taste great. You don't know. Maybe that guy eats a lot of grass. Um, <laughs> depends on what the carnivore eats. Like fish eaters would probably taste better because tuna and stuff. Uh, crocodiles yeah. taste good. Alligator yeah. tastes good. 
If, if that guy's a vegan, he probably tastes a lot better than if he eats fucking hamburgers all the time. Anyways, enough speculating about how people taste in non-sexual contexts. <laughs> no, no, this is useful when we overthrow so the So you're billions. saying we can still speculate about how people taste in sexual contexts. So. Only when we're playing Monster Hearts. I'm just gonna, like, vaguely motion in the direction of the phrase eating out, and then we'll just come back to the game. <laughs> uh, I, Grant is getting her shrimp with lobster sauce. The only ethical consumption under capitalism is ass. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, while the two of you are waiting for your meals to come through, uh, mm-hmm. she will just sort of sit back in her chair and ask... All right, so what have you called this conference for? Uh, well, I owe you a couple of thank yous, I guess. The first one being thank you for taking care of the archer. That's, I mean, and then I sort of vaguely motion towards the new addition on my face and like, uh, the aftermath of that has led to this, but I can pretty much guarantee nothing like that specifically will should happen again. I say should because there are idiots on both sides. Alright, well your sister did inform me that the situation was resolved, but I suppose it's nice to hear it from your mouth as well. Alright. Uh, the second thank you is for what happened the other day because honestly you let us you helped us and you didn't really even ask for anything in return you even let us take the dog back to Arthur so kudos thank you again well if I'm being perfectly honest I was exhausted and I did not believe for a second that I could get my people in in time to stop you because I did I did see your sister teleport I did not believe for a second that I could get my people in fast enough to stop you all from getting out. So I just figured it wasn't worth my time to push the issue. Either way, thanks. And then third of all, um, I don't have any concrete proof that you are this one, but I'm pretty sure you are. Got the package the other day, and, um, thanks. You certainly don't have any evidence that classified material made it into your hands via my hands. And you never will. Well, I'm certainly extending my thanks to whoever did it. And if they happen to be sitting right in front of me, then they happen to be sitting right in front of me. She shrugs. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I also have to ask you something. Um, A couple months ago, we took care of big thing up in the desert uh I'm not gonna get into the details because you probably don't i'm not sure how much details you know but it made a forest i know what it was and what it did yes okay all right on our way back we kind of ran into a car that was following us but it wasn't your car do you happen to know anything about that yeah that was one of mine oh it was okay. i i told you i know what it was <laughs> I know what it did. Okay. How do you think I know that? I, just, 
I don't know. Like, you, you have super government stuff. I don't know. I sent a team up there to check it out. You and your team were already there handling the situation, so I had my people on standby, just watching in case things went too south to believe that you would be able to finish it off. And then when you did finish it off, I gave them a training exercise. Hmm. See how far they could follow you all home. Follow the dipshits. <laughs> well, that, uh, at least I know there's not, like, third, fourth, fifth, however many parties are involved by now out there, so that's good to know. No, just us. <sighs> good, good. That's, um, it's nice to know that there's only, at the moment, you guys versus us guys. Oh, now are you telling me that we're going to continue to be butting heads, Grant Harrison? I mean, probably. He said nothing changed, so I don't have any reason to believe that anything that anything will be any different. Uh, just breaking my heart to learn that you are not going to be taking my advice. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm sure you're going to lose sleep over it. Oh, I will, because I'm not going to be able to break protocol for too, too much longer without uh, getting relocated. And you know what? You're way different than I initially pegged you, because gonna be 100% honest, picked you as someone who was very, very desperate to impress your dad. And I don't get that feeling anymore. She leans back and rolls her eyes, but you can tell from her body language that she's not rolling her eyes at you. Okay. She's rolling it at the idea that you just expressed. She says, you would not believe how often I get that. I mean, it's big shoes to fill. I mean, my dad works at an office in New York somewhere. Like, he's middle management, so it's... I'm aware of what your dad does, Grant Harrison. Yeah. Does yeah, that explain I... this? And she just... just... <laughs> <laughs> but... But... Yeah. Yeah, like, you've got some pretty big shoes to fill like i've i've read the wiki on him it doesn't say much but i have a feeling you don't you don't become the head of this organization by doing non-impressive stuff uh his his record is certainly much more colorful than even mine at this point how close are you to your dad just fyi <laughs> oh, are you on the scene? Would you like to start asking questions in character? No. <laughs> like, maybe go home and hug him a hug or something. <laughs> also, you're not the only one. It seems like everybody assumes that I want to fill the same shoes. Yeah. I have zero interest in administrative work. 
she sort of she sort of gestures to the restaurant, but also you can feel the world beyond. She says, mm-hmm. "This is where I belong." I mean, same, honestly. Although I think you can tell that by looking at me. A little farther north and to the east, though. <laughs> Uh, so, um, but yeah, that's, that's, a that's the thing. Now, granted, I'm trying to keep it civil with you, so, but I, I do want to say that I don't think really things have changed. I don't like you. Ser- like, that's, that's just a thing. I don't like you, but I, I like do... You. I do respect you. And that's something more than I ever thought possible. Well, I don't exactly care if you like me. That's fortunately, I guess, not anywhere on my to-do list. Eh. I mean, same. All that I'm looking for is for you to listen to me when I tell you to do things. Maybe. I barely listen to I barely listen to myself when they tell me to do things. It's just a it's just a thing. Even walking is hard. <laughs> well, like I said, pretty soon I'm not gonna be able to give you a choice on the matter. So, like you told me once that you move around a lot because of your job. That's weird. That's not normal. Why is that? She takes a big old sip of water and like leans back in and says so how much do you know about the sort of rank and file DHEA organizational structure? Next to nothing. I know you guys have an administrator and I know you guys have grunts, and that's about where it ends. That's good. It'd be disheartening to hear that you had learned anything outside of that. It would mean that we have leaks to tighten up on somewhere, and I'm sure that you wouldn't tell me where they are. Oh, God, no. I thought as much. I am willing to tell you this one thing. My position officially does not exist. Okay. Everybody's got titles. I have a title. Everybody ignores my title because I have an informal title that matters a lot more. I'm what our department calls a headliner, which is a sort of fancy way of saying problem solver. I don't have a unit and I don't get paid any extra for doing it because it's not an official position. But if there's some unit somewhere that is having problems that can be fixed with either the influx of more troops or better direction, I and people like me get assigned to go there. And we fix the place up until it is able to run according to the expectations of our department head and then we get reassigned elsewhere 
Hmm. Hmm. Alright. Fair enough. I don't think I've been in any single state for more than six months in the last five years. Yeah, that sounds right. I tend to average around three before everything is up and running. Although the particular challenges of Southern California are proving to uh, necessitate my assistance more than they usually would. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks up here for many, many reasons that don't have to do with me just being a New York brat. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm aware. The, uh... Not counting all of the mess up in the desert, you're all averaging at least eight anomalies a month down here. Yeah. Yeah, it's busy. And, uh... Grant? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a new piece of information to you. I no, I, th- I thought we had she had leaked something like that before, like that. She, she, you hadn't I, been given the number eight before. Okay. Eight. She had yeah. insinuated that it was more than you were being given, but you had never been told that you were averaging eight anomalies per month, not counting the desert. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, hmm. They usually only give us about two of them. Huh. That's quite a bit. That's like, it's like all five boroughs put together. Uh, Yeah, my people have been quite busy. I, I can imagine. And so have yours. Although your people have been, I'm a little happy to say, less busy since I arrived. Eh, eh. I still don't like your methods when you run into the actual people. But something I just gotta take in stride. Oh, I've never shot anyone who didn't put up a fight. Honestly, same. Honestly, I've I've only ever done it in self-defense. And also... Honestly, never killed a human being. I have also never killed a human being. It's good to know. It's it's good to know that we at least have that one thing in common. Sure, sure. (laughs) The Not Killing Human Beings Club. Not, sadly enough, not everybody can say that. I imagine it's around this time, like, the food arrives. Yeah. No, you just have to sit in awkward silence and you eat. <laughs> and it, apparently it's pretty good. Like, I have obviously have never been there, but uh, but it's, like I said, it's got like about four and a half stars. Right on. I'm willing to rule the word of God. It tastes good. It's good Chinese go. food. There we go. And as Grant said, he will front the bill. Uh, since it is the lunch menu, they both they both their meals cost like seven ninety five according to this menu. Cheap date. 
It's not exactly like you're hard up for cash anyways. I know, you got I know. paid double for the psychopomp hunt. Oh yeah, because of the dog. Yeah, because of the dog. <laughs> we didn't kill the dog, but we- Colin they... Springs for the Crab Rangoon. <laughs> oh. I mean, that- Don't make me hungry. <laughs> like me when I'm hungry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so... And this time, when the conversation closes, uh, he goes, well, once again, thank you for those two, potentially three things. You're welcome. Uh, hope I do not run into you anytime soon. Likewise. Oh, no second date. (laughs) (laughs) I I seem to say this every time we meet, but... I hope that this is the last time we speak to each other. Yeah, same. And then I will walk off and... It's like, good night. I will most likely kill you in the... <laughs> and then I, I'll, I'll, text, I'll text Lolo, who I've secretly had in standby just in case everything went down. I uh, said, everything's fine. You can, st- you can stop worrying now. <laughs> <sighs> the response is, cool. Dinner? With a question mark? I'll reply, as long as it's not Chinese, I just had Chinese. American it is, then. (laughs) There we go. All right. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. It's fine. It's your turn. It's my turn! It's your turn! So, I believe we are doing your thing now. Ah, my thing. Yeah. (laughs) What day is it? (laughs) I don't know. It's Monday. Some some day between the days that I gave you. (sighs) Some day between the the 30th and the 3rd. Let's just say it's the 1st then. Okay. Just literally the next day after Roxanne's finished moving all of her stuff. Well, literally the next day was your your buddies came over. Right, the day after that I meant to say, sorry. Okay. So the second, I don't know. Sure, sure. So the, yeah, that, that's a Monday. Wow. Also, you know what I just wow. realized? Oh, what? What's up? Roxanne has a job. <laughs> I'm glad you thought about that, because I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> I mean, I presume at some point you just call the guy and say, hey, uh, I quit. Rip in peace. Hey, uh, yeah, I quit. Sorry it's such short notice, but uh, deal with it. <laughs> Uh, okay. Literally unavoidable. Yeah. Literally cannot appear in public. Sorry, I have the plague. <laughs> Topical. I got the COVID-19. It's not going to be around for like eight years, but I got it. Uh, so, yeah. what are you doing this fine Monday, Roxanne Harrison? Oh, shit. I just remembered something. Huh? 
trying to uh, think of an excuse for why Roxanne didn't it doesn't have something. Uh, what Roxanne is doing is she is preparing to see if she can go on a trip to the Deadlands by herself, like she did before. Uh-huh. To see if it is repeatable. She's going to visit the witches in the Deadlands. Yeah. To talk about some stuff. Yeah. You know, some magic stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go talk to the most competent magic people that she knows. Dear witches, <laughs> I have 22 extra pairs of eyes. Do. Look, of the magical people Roxanne knows, one is Merlin, who she doesn't know how to get in contact with, a literal child whom she cares about deeply, but also does not want to a- ask about this, and Grant. Who's so, Grant? Technically Steiner now, too. To be fair, Grant has very much said a lot of times that he's a shitty wizard. And I'm basically just cheating with magic right now. You really are. Oh, says Mr. Steel's magic. You have no right. (laughs) The shittiest wizards ever. (laughs) So, Roxanne. Yes. What do you do? I'm going to see if I can just teleport into the Deadlands. Just to make sure it works first. Alright. Just to see if I can. I mean, I did it once. You did do it once. Maybe I can do it again. And it it takes you a little while. You fuck up and teleport into Wetlands Water Park. Uh, eventually, you do manage to, like, think the fold between planes into existence. Okay, okay, so I know I can do it. I guess I should say that I'm leaving. Tell my roommates I'm heading out. Housemates. <laughs> right? Hey, I'm leaving. Don't worry, it's nowhere where there are people. At least nobody that cares. Emery looks concerned. Can I uh, ask where you're g- going? Um... I'm just going to pop into... Oh, this is going to sound bad. I'm just going to the Deadlands to say... To ask uh, our witch friends some things. I'm not doing anything... I'm not doing anything dangerous. Emery carts a hand through their hair and says, Well, I... I don't like it, but I mean, number one, I can't tell you what to do, but I guess if there's anyone in all of creation that I would trust your safety to, it would be the six of them. So uh, go, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just before I go, I mean, this is something that I need to do. It's important for me to do, I think. And if you 
are concerned about me. Obviously, I care about your opinion. I just need to talk about something. And Margaret seemed like the person to ask about it. I mean, I will take your word for it. I, I will believe you when you say that this is something you need. Yeah, I'm sorry I've been so cagey about all this. I'll give you a proper explanation when I get back, I promise. I'll be waiting. I owe a lot of people explanations. You, you do seem to be racking those promises up. What can I say? It's been a busy year. Sure. Alright. And then I'm just gonna disappear to the deadlines, I guess. Where are you teleporting to precisely? Uh, the smartest place to go would probably just be the area around the palace. Because that is generally the safest place to be. Yeah. Just bit yourself into the capital. The capital, yes. Also, I need to stop somewhere to take my earring out to signal that I'm going to show up. Especially now that uh, Roxanne is probably... I never established how tall Roxanne is, but let's just go with... She's like a foot taller now. Right, right. Five and a half feet to six and a half feet all of a sudden. Also very distinctly not a human anymore. Yeah, just a smart thing to do when you mm-hmm. are uh, dealing with very powerful and dangerous witches and you suck look kind of monstrous. Right, right. So, uh, so speaking of the witches mm-hmm. and you, something I never mentioned when describing you the first time, because I'm going to be real here completely slipped out of my head. Okay. You... You don't have any piercings anymore except for the one that was enchanted. So those were all filled in. Oh. Also, your tattoo is absent. Uh, You know, I actually didn't mean to ask about that. Yeah, just ain't there anymore. Most people just get the laser room. <laughs> yeah. Noxan's just not one for uh, half measures. It's like she's <laughs> a whole new person. Yeah, almost like. But the signal earring did survive. So you can use that. Yeah. Okay, well, this is going to be awkward. Signal, wait at least a minute to uh, give them time to prepare, I guess. Make this as Mm -hmm. unsurprising as possible. Fucking tell Margaret to slow her roll. Yeah, don't want to just like show up and get fucking incinerated. Fucking calm your tits, Margaret. Roxanne's coming through. 
and then just... Mm. She's going to put her hands in the air in the most non-threatening way possible. (laughs) I love it. I love the abundance of caution. Look. And she's going to not teleport to Margaret. She's going to teleport to Ursula. (laughs) Not because she seems the least dangerous, necessarily. Just because (laughs) she seems the least likely to fucking turn Roxanne into a crater. (laughs) So, uh, so as you rematerialize, uh... It's kind of fucking pandemonium in the little circle. Oh boy. The group is currently surrounded by about 10 creatures. There is number one, an amalgamation. Y'all remember those? There's one of those there, but it's about 10 times the size of the one that you were fucking around with previously. Great. Yeah. So. Margaret is currently squaring off with that, and she is trying to find time to charge his spells while also keeping its attention. And meanwhile, while she's engaged with that, there's this like, there's this horde of, like, let's be real here, snake people? Sneeple. There's this horde, there's a horde of Sneeple just sort of like surrounding the rest of the group. Gwendolyn is like calling vines out of the earth to like try and choke them out. There is an incredibly shittily drawn kaiju like stomping around <laughs> breathing fire on them. Ursula is like pulling red strings just out of the ether as fast as she can and just like burning them up. Okay. Can I say, by the way, that I totally expected this to happen? <laughs> and Agnes and Phoebe are sort of sitting in the center and are kind of like meditating almost. There's some sort of magic wafting off them, but you can't get a good handle on it. Great. So. I'm just here in the middle of this bullshit. Uh-huh. Oh, great. I'm not even sure what to say at this point. Well, sometimes words are not necessary. Sometimes it's fighting is what's necessary. So you said they're squaring off like nothing has started yet, or...? Oh, no, it's absolutely started. Like, combat is happening actively. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Roxanne's just gonna... Just gonna pull off her lip and just be like... I realize this is a bad time. But hi, it's Roxanne. And then just fucking... I don't know, go at one of the snake people? (laughs) With her whip? You know, give me... I don't want to, like do a whole ass combat here. So give me three kicks and ass rolls. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Tough is still not very good. 
By the way, I still need to use that level up that I haven't even thought about. Probably should do that sometime soon. Uh, you know what? Can I just do it right now and say I want to make, use my plus one to make to get plus one tough? Yes, you can. Okay, just get that settled right now. Okay, too <laughs> tough now. Okay, three rolls. One, two. Some incredibly average rolls. That, that's an eight, an eight, and a seven. All right, yeah. So you, like, you contribute to the fight. You don't like become the star of the show, but you are yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but just You to... are definitely not dragging everybody down either. Right. It's Roxanne. She gets into fights. Yeah, and in fact, you actually do become kind of a big deal in the fight, uh, inadvertently, because every time you uh, like every time one of the other witches kills one of the Sneeple, it like it sort of decorporealizes like every other Deadlands creature seems to do and it gets absorbed into the amalgamation but every time you kill it it does that like fizzing out into like pure white energy and just ceasing to exist and the amalgamation can't pick that up ah that's convenient yeah I can see how that would be useful yeah, so you wind up getting called in to deal a lot of finishing blows. Janitor. I'm sorry? Be janitor. You know, clean things up. Ah, uh, yes. And then, so once the uh, once the crowd starts to thin out, and uh, in fact winds up hitting zero, the others are able to turn their attention towards the amalgamation, and Gwendolyn is able to slow it down, and Ursula is able to just pick out pieces of information from whatever weird ultra brain it has so it winds up like looking in wrong directions for extended periods of time pick out information from within its galaxy brain <laughs> yes and that winds up giving margaret enough time to charge up several of those like huge continuous white hot blasts of energy that she unloads into it all at once just absolutely wrecks up the landscape yeah and just fucking glasses it yeah I mean that's what you need and once that's done the area is cleared all six girls fall on their butts well all four active combatants two of them were already down on their butts right they're quiet for a minute, and then Margaret starts fucking cackling. I guess I picked a good time to show up. Yeah, that would have been a lot harder if you weren't just absolutely annihilating all those things. Well, I tried to be helpful. Oh, so you're different now. It's a bit of an understatement, yeah. It's second puberty. <laughs> Third puberty. <laughs> Third puberty. Third puberty. <laughs> so, so Ag Agnes actually comes up and she like scrutinize you. You feel like you are being magically scrutinized. And she puts her hands on her hips and says, that actually is different as I would have thought. 
you're still very much you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. It's... You know what? You could take it as half a compliment. You're still an enormous fucking egg. And now you look the part, too. And Gwendolyn's thinking, still would. <laughs> I just want to make a joke and be like, you don't know how loaded of a phrase that is. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yep, you got me. Although, all these eyes, I think I'm more potato now. Yo, alright. Okay. Sure. And then Gwendolyn comes up and she sort of like fusses over you a bit. By the way, I don't think we've really, like, discussed it. How does Roxanne dress nowadays? She... Hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. When she's not working, she mostly just wears, like, any kind of, like, oversized clothing she can afford, which mostly just ends up being, like, big sweaters and things like that things that are like look normal on her because she is kind of muscular and kind of tall now and it's hard to shop when you can't leave your house right right but her like outfit for getting work done is sort of just this uh makeshift surgeried outfit that she uh put together so she can move around freely while still having all of her eyes like uncovered so like she's basically wearing like a freaking uh crop top with holes on the in the back for her the eyes that are on her spine hold on some like torn jeans i'm about to i'm about to curse us all here oh i love it please curse me fucking oh my god i hate you oh if I hadn't literally done it in the last episode, I would get up and leave my room again. <laughs> I hope no one else actually understands that phrase. Having Colin obviously did enough because he laughed even though he's muted. Oh, fuck. Fuck this. Fuck everything. <laughs> But no, no, not. I, I have to say it out loud. Not the Virgin Killer sweater. Christ. <laughs> Besides, was that even a thing back in 2012? You can make it a thing out of necessity. Ah, uh, I'm glad none of my family actually listened to this podcast. I never want to have to explain this. Ah, uh, okay. All right. All right. Do you want me to repeat what I said? No. Okay. It's fine. Just be going. Keep going. Yeah, no. uh, It's just like uh, old, old clothes that she can still sort of fit into that she is uh, gone at with a pair of scissors to be uh, usable with her extra eyes. 
Uh-huh. All right, so the question that I'm sort of getting at here is, are you wearing long sleeves? No. All right. Definitely not. Excellent. So then when Gwendolyn comes over to fuss with you, she can immediately say, wait, what happened to the tattoo? That's a very good question. Do you... Do you mind if I check? I go ahead. Uh, mm, go ahead. Just be careful touching. I guess I'm not sure how that will work. So she does grab your arm, and nothing happens. Yeah, I thought as much. Because you only train from living bodies. She is not. Yeah, I figured it would be something like that. But it was just like, it is extremely Roxanne core to be paranoid about it. Of course, of course. So, so Gwendolyn uh, fusses with you for a little bit. And she says, okay, well, it's still there, but it's like underneath. It got turned into a part of you. I think I can bring it back out, but it might come out weird. I mean, yeah, I think I would like that something normal in this situation would, uh, I mean, as normal as a magic tattoo gets, something normal would be preferable. I don't know if I can guarantee it's going to still be a tattoo. Well, give it a shot. All right. I'd prefer being able to see it. And she closes her eyes and focuses, and you feel a thrum of magic like rip up your arm. And then... So I said before that the tattoo was vines, which is like ivy vines sort of curled up around your arm with a bunch of unbloomed flowers all over them. Yeah. That very extremely literally sprouts from your arm. (laughs) Just literal a vine with unflowered uh, unflowered buds just sprouts from my arm. Yep. Twists up up to your shoulder. Yeah, I guess I should have expected something this literal. Oh, no. I don't even know if I could undo it now. It's too different. It's fine. God, I'm so sorry. I asked you to do it. It's fine. Uh, I shouldn't have said anything. I should have let it go. Look into one of my... 24 eyes. I'm telling you, it's fine. Oh, fine. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Margaret finally picks herself up off the ground and says, You can tell her that for another 320 years. I guarantee you, she's not going to believe it. That's fair. So. Just, uh, you just here to visit? Just here to show off your new look? Or is there, like, don't get me wrong, we're glad for the company. 
I was here to talk to you about something, actually. Oh? Yeah, uh... I don't know how to put this. So... Obviously, it doesn't... happen... touching somebody that's already dead. But... There's this thing now... where I touch people... and... it sucks the warmth out of them. Aha. Uh-huh. And I... I don't get... warm anymore. Unless I... you know... take warmth from other people. Like, I've tried... uh... I've tried a lot of different things. I... set my hand on a stove, and it hurt, but it wasn't warm. A couple of the girls make sounds of distress at that. Uh, It wasn't permanent. I was... It was maybe not my smartest move. But... I'm not sure how to say this. It's like... The pilot light in me is gone. I don't get worked up anymore. I can't... I don't get angry about things. Not that I was ever an angry person. It is hard to maintain some of that inner fire. And the only person I could think to ask about it was you. Aha. So what exactly are you asking me? Well, I guess I just wanted to see if there's a way to rekindle that. You are the only person I know that knows perhaps a bit too much about fire. And I seem to be lacking. I'm not the most magically inclined person. But I wasn't going... I can't go to anybody else to talk about this. Alright. Well. I don't think you could get yours the same way I got mine. I, uh... Don't expect I could. I don't think... You know anybody who would be willing to tie you to a stake and burn you to death? I thought that might be what you were going to say. Maybe Ashley. If you ask not. Look, Grant, I know this is weird. <laughs> you would also have to stay alive for an hour or five longer than you should while in that state. Yeah. Sorry if it was insensitive of me to ask. Nah, it's fine. It's fucking 320 years ago. I really don't give a shit at this point. Yeah, well. 
I can still care about how you feel about it. She shrugs. I don't know. I'm at a lack of options. I can't, uh... I guess if you want, you could try and borrow some of mine. I don't... Would that... Hmm, that sounds like something that would be kind of dangerous for you, though, wouldn't it? Like, don't you need to... Don't you all need to protect yourselves? I mean... She gestures at the fucking square mile of glassed deadlands and says, I spend it on that all the time. I think I can afford a cup of sugar for my neighbor. <laughs> mm. I don't seem to be running out anytime soon. Yeah. That's fair. Well, if you're offering, then yeah. It's, uh... I don't know. I'd like to... I would like to not be so cold all the time. That's that's the simplest thing right there. Alright, well, I've got a condition. What's that? Ask me like you mean it. Okay. I am sick of watching people pull back their hands like they just stuck their hand in ice water every time they think to touch me. I am sick of feeling all this muted emotion that I'm having trouble processing. I haven't even gotten angry about this happening to me yet. And inwardly, I am furious. So, Margaret, can you help me? I think I can try. And she will come over and she will put her hands on your shoulders. And it didn't do it for the Sultans. And it didn't do it with Gwendolyn. But it fucking does it with Margaret. You feel this, and it's that you've leached heat from people accidentally a couple of times so far. Yeah. And it was it was just this sort of like this like ambient human warmth you are taking from them. But when you take from Margaret, it's this white hot fire. It just, it, it flows into your veins like magma. Oh. You know, a couple of seconds of this flowing in passes and then Ma Margaret takes her hands off and says, uh, you know what, fuck it, I do it so much better this way. And then she steps in, Roxanne Harrison, and she fucking locks lips with you. Oh my fucking god, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> and you just 
you feel yourself like erupt from the inside with how much heat is flowing into you. I'm surprised Dave hasn't said something yet. I'm surprised I haven't either. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you stand there for a good like 10 seconds as you are filled from head to toe with this what would otherwise be this absolutely bone-charring heat. And then she steps back from you, and she, like, exhales and rubs her hands together. It's like, whew, all right. I haven't been this cold in a while. (laughs) Oh, that actually, oh, I forgot what cold feels like. This is actually pretty novel. (laughs) Yeah. You're telling me. That's, oh, wow, okay. I'm not. This is a lot to process suddenly. I think I'm into cougars now. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like Roxanne wasn't already. Um. Anyway. Wow, that's a lot. How do you how do you deal with that? Uh, it was awful for the first, I don't know, four or five decades, and then I just kind of stopped thinking about it after a while. Yeah, I. I feel like I want to run a marathon and also get in a fist fight. And also, I feel like I need to dive in a swimming pool full of ice. <laughs> uh, it burns so good, doesn't it? Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. That was um, a lot the delivery method also a lot. She shrugs and does not look the least bit sorry. Yeah, you know, not surprised. If I seem calm, it's because I am... I don't think my brain has picked which emotion it wants to process first. (laughs) Alright, alright. Well, you are in maybe the best place in all of any creation to explode, if that's where you're at. Yeah, yeah, give me, give me a second. Alright, so... Fucking... You know the big gate on the, uh, on the edge of the Deadlands? At least one of them, I assume there's probably another one. So I went through it, and... The Deadlands is like a big fucking coin. Literally, you walk through the gate, and you step off the side, and you're just walking on the edge edge of it like you're walking on the edge of a quarter. Okay, you don't. Like you're walking on the edge of a quarter. And so I walk down there, I walk the other side, and I get to Elysium, which is, I guess, where they do all that stuff to the Sultans. And I meet, I meet the people that have been basically around me my whole life, teaching me, telling me how to do my my job. And they take me to meet the big boss guy in charge. And they call him the Blind Heir. He tells me that I'm too human, and that I'm... and that it was a mistake to, to make me so human. And it is... I experienced... I couldn't move. It is literally the worst thing I've ever felt. I passed out, and I woke up. I guess they decided to strip me naked in the process, because monsters don't get modesty. 
I look like this, and I have to fucking go home. God. I'm never gonna forgive him, just for the look in Magpie's eyes when I got back. I have to explain to everybody this fucking shit. Well, that's a hell of an act. What do you call it? The aristocrats. <laughs> also, to be clear, they did not fucking strip you. You just grew a foot. Your, your clothes got torn to shreds and just fucking fell off you. Yeah, okay. But Roxanne is doing this in her own context, and she maybe not had not processed that bit yet. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Or maybe I just, I'm just not I thinking about it. I just wanted yeah, no, to I... said for you and said for the people at home so that because that's like that's a lot worse than I meant it to be. Yeah, no. Um you know, actually you're right. Honestly, I kind of wish I hadn't said that bit now. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. Um and I don't even know where to get started. If there's a way to go back to normal, or what? So... Hi. Sorry I forgot to bring you all gifts like I said I was gonna bring you. You know what? I think it's okay. I think you had more important things to worry about. Uh, it is... Hard to go to store- go into a store looking like this. That's also probably extremely fair. <sighs> I feel like I just let out a month's worth of frustrations. Ah, sure sounded like you needed to. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Ah, I would say any time, but I probably gonna need a little while to get back up to full, so maybe not any time, but any time. Yeah, no, it's, uh... Ugh. I just... have space to process that now. All of it. Ugh. Wow. Hey, um, I hate to kiss and run, but I think I'm going to use this newfound energy to, uh, I need to go back and I owe some people some explanations. I think I, yeah, I need to explain all of this while I've still got the the mental bandwidth to process it. Is that cool? Would that make me an asshole if I left? Are you all cool? I think we're all going to be cool, yes. Until you can come see us next. Yeah, um... I'm gonna... Uh, I'll see if I can... Hmm. Maybe next time I can bring Magpie with me. I don't know. It would be nice. I guess I could t actually technically 
bring Magpie and Emery with me. I don't know. I'll ask them. See what they how they feel about it. It would be nice if they, you know, got to see you more than once a year, especially because they were busy this year. Hildy looks pretty excited at the prospect of getting to see Maggie again. Yeah, um... And of course, next time I'm gonna... Even if I have to do all of my shopping online, I'm going to remember to bring you those gifts I promised. Please and thank you. You all have a nice... Uh, I keep putting myself in this position. Y'all have a nice day. I'm going home. Hey, Hildy, what's your favorite color Starburst? I know a website where you can just get, like, whatever color you want. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say I bet Hildy likes the lemon ones. Oh, I was going to say the same thing. I haven't thought about it. I literally was <laughs> actually going to say yellow. Yeah. Well, you know what? If all three of my players are going to declare it to be true, it's true. Decision by committee! <laughs> unanimous consensus, except for it's not unanimous. She likes him the best because it's the prettiest color. <laughs> well, there's no accounting for taste. Uh, so yeah, so you can dip yourself back home. Yeah, I'm gonna head home. Yeah. What's it like back at the house? Uh, no, I'm kidding. We could cut it now if you want. Yeah, I guess. I mean, were you planning to summon the rest of the gang and give them the rundown? Uh, yeah, if you want, if everybody wants to do that. Gang a lang? Sure, why not? Yeah, all right. Don't sound too enthusiastic. Yeah, try not to sound <laughs> too excited, Abe. <laughs> Munching on some sunflower shades. Mm. All right. Don't expect me to be talkative. So yeah, the the two of you are summoned to headquarters. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention it. It's July, uh, so Grant's hair is in the bisexual pride uh, flag colors. Good for him. He doesn't care that he's gonna have to do this every week. It's happening. Damn it. The only change of note in Dr. Steiner is that he has no glasses. Uh, everybody's getting a new designs post-time skip. <laughs> it would be funnier if we did, if we actually had a time skip. Um, Alright, so I owe all of you an explanation. A lot of explanations, in fact. I think I owe some of you more than others, but I'm going to just get down to it. So, um... As you get started, Emery pulls out their phone and starts recording you. Okay. I feel like this is some sick burn on Roxanne, but whatever. Okay, so feel free to ask questions if something I say doesn't make sense. So far, everything you said has made sense, so... Thank you for the input, Grant. <laughs> so basically, I've been going to the Deadlands for the past couple months because I've been... You know how I can teleport. 
I can make, I can teleport anywhere I've been before. Or just generally to anybody that I know well enough. So, you know, the, the four of you. Okay. Uh, the Sultans asked me, they gave me some maps and they asked me to check out a a place called Elysium which is to cut a long story short I did make it to the gate to Elysium which is on the edge of the Deadlands it it's like a from my perspective at the very least I'm sure it's different it's like a big old coin I walk through the gate that apparently only things from Elysium can make it through it was like walking down the side of a quarter and I ended up on the other side and Elysium's this I, it's it's like the the heaven to it's kind of like the heaven to the Deadlands hell I guess is what I'm saying it's this place where they keep all of it's where they keep things and people that know things that shouldn't that shouldn't be forgotten yet. And they keep them in these big amber orbs. I met the I met my handlers basically, my 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 co-workers, the people that deliver me my work and answer my questions, the 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 shouty one that knows Magpie's name. I met all of them in person. They are very different looking in person. Hmm. Uh, and I met I met the one in charge. They, uh, they're called the Blind Air. I don't even know how to It is Sounds hard really to describe. pretentious. Hmm? Sounds really pretentious. Yeah, well, the whole thing's pretty pretentious. Fair. Uh, I can only guess at a bunch of stuff, but I tried to talk to them. I tried to get some answers, and what I got is that something bad is going to happen. Something that... if we don't stop it, it's going to wipe out everything. Everyone. It involves the the thing Grant, that you were talking about, the the Great Worm and its Pale Rider. Yeah, that right? That's, that is correct. Yeah, it's it's big, and they would not tell me I, they wouldn't give me a straight answer. Something about... I i don't know, maybe they're just slightly precognizant of all of this, but something about me knowing doesn't produce the right results. And I... I lost my temper a little bit. And they told me that it was a mistake 
for them to make me so human because they were involved in making me like I am the blind air that is and so they remade me like this and I haven't been able to drum up the emotional bandwidth to go through this all with you. I'm sorry I just kept you waiting. I literally went to the Deadlands to see Margaret and she gave me basically she gave me some of her fire. (laughs) So I'm a little bit mentally back to normal right this second. I don't know if it's a forever thing. It was it was a lot. Um, am I making sense so far? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Vaguely. I can follow along well enough. Yeah, yeah, like I said, any any questions, ask me. So, that's, um, that's the gist of it. And, uh, I know none of this is good news. But, like I said, I owed you all an explanation. So, just to see if we're on the same page here, you were a creation of this sort of pseudo-heaven place, specifically to combat an apocalyptic scenario, which seems to be involving the Great Worm and its Pale Rider that your brother is involved in and they don't think you were doing a good enough job so they've changed you for apparent motivation yes but um, I have to make a minor correction the thing that I'm here to do um, I'm here to I'm supposed to help stop the apocalypse I guess That sounds really weird to say out loud, but no pressure. But the thing I'm kind of also here for is I'm supposed to protect you, Dr. Steiner. Uh, Me. You. Uh Why? Why me? You're supposed to do something important. I don't know exactly what it is. Okay. I mean, I'm not terribly surprised. And it didn't bother to inform me of this? Seems important. Well, they seem to be kind of dicks, so... I mean, they don't tell me much either. Yeah, I'm getting that a little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm trying to drop this on you. Like, it's a lot. No, Trust me. Um... Uh, I know. So you... They have not told you what I'm supposed to do, just that I'm supposed to do and and your job is to protect me. I'm supposed to make sure you get the opportunity to do it, as far as I understand. And obviously you being hurt, maimed, or dead gets in the way of that. Yes, I'd also like to avoid those things. 
Hmm, if it makes you feel any better, I don't. I'm not doing it just because they told me to. I appreciate it all the same. Yeah. I uh. Huh. Did they send that lizard thing? Did they do that? Oh, Doctor Steiner, I have no clue. Hmm. I, uh, you want me to ask next time? I talk I to one of them. I feel like they wouldn't tell you we did. I, yeah. I get that sense. I don't think that's a them thing. I think that's just the shit that thing came over from the Feywilds. Yes, but that was the inciting an event that connected the three of us. It, it doesn't matter if they sent it or not, really. Hey, Grant. Hmm. Why were you just wandering around San Dimas when we picked you up? Uh, I must have done some of my calculations wrong because, like, I I teleported over there. I started. No, 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 on no, the... no, no. Oh, we get that. We get that. Why did you call a taxi to try and lose you guys? I didn't want to be found by the ravens that quickly. Why didn't you call Roxanne? Because my her phone, phone was off. Was off. Oh. They told me to turn my phone off. I almost lost my job because of that. This is a lot of fuckery. So they may not have sent the thing over, but they definitely manipulated it so that way we would all be together. Wonderful. Yeah. This is um this is what I've been dealing with for um my whole life. And Alright, I'm some sort of chosen one. Your protector. What is Mr. Harrison then? Wildcard? Yeah, I don't know. Like they've told me vague things about like what why what I'm supposed to do. And they never really mentioned Grant until um, the psychopomp. That was when they said I think that's the first time they've ever really like mentioned you. Yeah. Glad to be under someone's radar at least. Jeez. What did they specifically say? They told me to make sure that, just to clarify here, actually, they did. Mm-hmm. They said uh, players, right? That was the, that was what they specified to keep the players alive, basically. Em- emergency said that your brother was specifically called out, but the greater term used to refer to a group was the players. Yeah. So we're all just kind of caught up in this. I mean, yeah, it seems that way. Mm. Uh, Actually, that's the thought. Roxanne, are you like... So so the, the, the shouty guy came over, the one who knew my name. Yeah. And he gave you... He gave you the job to get Ancora, right? Right, because they because they thought we would need the 
Uh, what, what was that stuff called? Goofer dust? Yeah. The goofer dust. We we still have that stuff, right? Yeah, we still got it. Okay. So so you get you get jobs. Like specific things you have to do. Yeah. Um get hair from the witches. Um They wanted you remember the thing with the stopwatch? Um Yeah. They wanted the stopwatch. And I didn't get it. Um, Good. Yeah, I specifically didn't give it to them and gave it back. And, you know, I was holding on to it because I wanted to keep an eye on it. But uh, they can put things in and take things out of my little hammer space. And that's why I kept it in my hand the whole time. Because I didn't want it to go anywhere. Okay, when when you were doing that, did you know that you were doing the wrong thing? Yeah. Okay. Do you know when you're doing the right thing? Yeah, um, sort of. It's like... It's not like a... Fucking voice in my head that tells me right, right, wrong, wrong. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's like uh, when you get goosebumps. It's just sort of like a involuntary sensation. Okay, so, so your your job during the psychopomp was to prevent all the players from being killed? Yeah. When you got Ashley out of her cage, did you have that same compulsion? I don't think so. It was... I mean, I did it just because I wasn't going to let her die. No, I don't think I, I... I don't think she was part of it. Hmm. I don't think so. What are you uh what are you getting at? It's just players is such a weird word for me because they could have used like friends or allies, but they used like an an alliance neutral term. I mean, it is a little weird that you went for Ashley over Magpie or anyone else. Well, I went for Ashley because she seemed like the least capable person of helping herself. And she was in imminent danger at the time. Yeah, her gun was not doing much against that bone. Eh, that's fair. I mean, two, three of you can do literal magic. And Emery is scary strong. I was going to say a Sentai hero, but Scary Strong also works. Hmm. Uh, I have a question, actually, unrelated to yeah. this discussion. So you are made to prevent this apocalypse thing. And let's say that we all are successful in preventing that apocalypse. What happens to you after? 
that's a um, that's a, a good question that I never really have gotten the answer to. It's not ominous or anything. Yeah, well, hmm. there's a reason I don't have very many friends, Doctor Steiner. Well, that's depressing. At least didn't have very many friends. How about that? Well, um, less depressing note. Um, I forgot to bring it with me today, but uh, I did have Gregory compile a bunch of information about the Mayan apocalypse, and since that seems relevant... Yeah. Um, let's see if I can remember. Um, the gist of it is we're living in something called the Fourth World, and there were three worlds previous, and they all lasted for like 5,000 or something years. And were made by the gods, and they are entities. And apparently, this world is set to end this year, uh, specifically December twenty second, twenty first. One of those. And mm. and uh, this isn't. There's people. There's, there's different. Um, schools of thought regarding these translations think they're wrong. Some of them think they're just completely bullshit. But that's the gist of it. I'll bring the full document next time. Just remind me someone. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd like to see it myself. Right. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, nothing big, right? <laughs> yeah, just just incoming uh, Armageddon and we don't know the shape of it and we don't know how to stop it but we we're the ones who have to stop it I guess great fun I love uh, it yeah Poof. I kind of hate that I have to be the one to tell you all this well it's just Put it on the list, I guess. It's better we know it's coming, I guess. This is yeah, it's not a very last minute thing, you know. But a little bit of forewarning. Yeah. I um I have relatively speaking an extremely minor question, Roxanne. Sure. Hit me. What happened to your arm in the last hour and a half? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, it's like your tattoo just... Remember the tattoo I got from the witches? Yeah. Remember how it looked kind of like this? Yeah. Well, um, Gwendolyn was making sure that it was still working, because it's like, it was like a magic tattoo, right? And, uh... Uh-huh. She asked if I wanted it brought back to the surface. She said it wouldn't necessarily be a tattoo, or it might not necessarily be a tattoo. And I said, go for it, because I don't know. It seemed like the smart option at the time. So uh, now I've got a, a vine growing through my arm. It doesn't hurt. And it is presumably still helpful 
it uh, saved my life once, actually, in the Deadlands. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, that's good to hear, at least. Yeah, so it's, um... It's good. I mean, it's it's odd, but it's it's good. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's just been... Sorry, there's so much... I don't even... I didn't even, like, think about it until you brought it up again. There's a lot happening right now, yeah? It's fine. Uh, I think... I think that's everything. Uh... Alright, well, if, um, nobody has anything else, I think I'm going to, to make a casserole so that I can do something without having to think about it. Yeah, uh, actually, I have a question. Yeah? Why were you recording, exactly? Oh, right, and then they stop recording? And uh, I said, I'm going to send this to you. And if you don't have any video editing software on your computer, we can get you some. And you could just show it to Ashley the next time you see her, because you also promised her. Oh, that's very smart, actually. Okay. Yeah, no, thank you. That saves me a lot of trouble. And they will they will get up and they will go into the kitchen. So, uh, how are the three of you holding up then? Um, well, I'm gonna need a minute to process that I'm a chosen being destined to stop the apocalypse. Don't want to go to your head too much. Just gonna think on that for a while. I mean, I'm glad that I'm just under someone's radar enough that I'm only just now getting mentioned by them. Hmm. I mean, they definitely know about you if you were said by name, so you're not off their radar. Hmm. Uh, you're important somehow. I... I switched to contacts. I oh. noticed. Yes. Um, I was wondering about that. Yes, I made these nifty little goggles and like a pair of goggles kind of unfurl around his head. Hmm. It's very difficult to wear goggles over glass. Hey, Steiner. Hmm? The house is full of ghosts. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can like that was me, the DM, telling you that. But uh, well, I, you'd said before that your goggles have ghost vision, so yeah. This, well, let, let me do this. So they have um, night vision and the ghost vision. Holy shit! Oh yeah, yeah. You see them now, huh? Wow! See them now? The entire wow! The entire time. Is the house like full of ghosts or something? Oh yes. Oh, you know so. what? Maybe I don't want to know. Don't tell me. So remember remember when like we went to go deal with Siren Head? I thought we were in Mist at first because we were so surrounded by ghosts after I opened my third eye. It's everywhere. Or was it just yeah, everywhere? 
Good lord. Everywhere. I have not gone like 20 feet without seeing a ghost. Good Christ, everyone's an exhibitionist and they don't realize it. <laughs> Grant, by the way, it's been enough time that you have sort of a general feel. It, the population density of ghosts is definitely higher the more you move inland. Yeah, I figured as much. It's it's pretty sparse closer to the coasts. What, do they all get washed out to sea? <laughs> Are there just a bunch of ghosts at the bottom of the ocean? Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking... Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot of ghost butt. <laughs> one, of, one of these days, I'm going to have to teach you how to actually open your third eye. So that way you don't have I, to rely on the goggles. Uh, does the third eye do night vision and thermal vision? No, but it does... But let's put it this way. If you need to see magic stuff happening, you don't want to be caught with having left your goggles at home or, you know, they got smashed under a car or something. Third eye is very helpful. Not Mm. so much for seeing at night. I don't know. My third eye doesn't really do much for me. They sort of attach to the armor, but if I'm without the... uh, If if I don't have the (laughs) goggles, I don't have the armor, and that's a whole different level. Uh, I appreciated that, Chloe. <laughs> Honestly, the 4th through 24th don't do much for me either. You're never more than five feet from a <laughs> ghost spot in LA. They just stand there and look at you, don't they? Yeah. It's creepy. God. Do something, assholes. <laughs> no, no, do not engage. They will start making you stare at cracks in the sky. You know, while you two talk about ghosts, I'm going to go see where my cat is. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I've got some texts to make. All right. So, Dr. Steiner. Yeah. Lunchbot has sent you forth into the world to go grocery shopping again. Mm, cool, I remember grocery shopping. That was uh, a thing yeah. we did in the before times. <laughs> uh, date this podcast harder, why don't you? I don't think I can date it. I've asked it out a few times. So, uh, so you can you complete your shopping. And... As you are, you, you know, you exit the store and you walk into your, your car and about halfway to your car, a light weight just sort of like plops down on top of your head. Um, excuse me, sir. Is there an owl on my head? Uh, it's not an owl, but it's some kind of bird. Uh, and it, you, I can't. It's hard to look up at your own top of your head. You know, what type of bird would you say that is? I have no idea. It's black. I don't know shit about birds. Like a crow? Definitely not a crow. It's. Do you want me to just like take a picture? That would be wonderful. Here, use my phone. Thank you. So. Uh, this stranger in the parking lot will take a picture of the bird on your head, and it's this bird. Hmm. I don't know this one. It's not a. It's 
that when you're right, it's not a crow. Thank you for your assistance, boy. Yeah, no problem. Good luck with your bird. Indeed. Right? Um, I can try to shake my head a little bit to see if it'll scare off, but I doubt that'll work. As you shake your head, it, like, flutters and then settles back on. Hmm. All right. Please do not on my head today. Ah. Well. I have seen enough shit to know that this is something. Yes, birds do not just generally plop down on people's heads and refuse to move, so... Um, let's see. First of all, he's going to get into his car so that people don't see him talking to a bird. Uh-huh. And then he's going to ask, Alright, do you carry a message? Perch, what is going on? It does that bird thing where it, like, cocks its head from side to side real fast and blinks at you a lot. Okay. Tweets at you a little. Well, I don't have Twitter, so that's not really good. Well, let's see. Bird on head. Um, let's see. Mr. Hesson. Well, not affinity for birds, but... Let's see. So I'm just going to fire off a text to Grant. Saying a bird has landed on my head and refused to... Doesn't seem to be magical, but who knows. What do... I, I reply with you too, and then the and then I reply with it. Just watched me for a few days and then flew back to Hemet. What type of bird was it? Do you know? Crow. Well, mine is not a crow, but it is a small black bird. Hmm. I'm actually gonna Google to try to figure out what type of bird this is. Alright, I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. It's not difficult. I I know from experience. There are lots of websites that like help you identify yeah. birds. So you can identify this as a Brewer's Blackbird. B-R-E-W-E-R uh, -E -E apostrophe S. Blackbird. Alright. Uh, well, that's interesting, but mm, all right. I'll make you a deal, Mr. Blackbird, or Mrs. Blackbird, I can't tell. If you don't shit on my head, you can stay up there. It tweets it to you a couple times, and then flutters up and sits on your head. I will take that as a yes. If you break <laughs> my agreement, we will be, I will be very cross. <laughs> and Steiner just drives back to the lab. <laughs> yep. I mean, this is, like, s nothing at this point, considering everything he's been through. Bird on head, whatever. As soon as you get in, Gregory's like, Edwin, you have made a friend. Yes, it doesn't want to seem to leave. We have a gentle bird's agreement. That it doesn't shit on my head and it can stay there as long as it lives. I did not take you for the Disney princess type. <sighs> Apparently I'm some sort of... That's a whole different... We'll get into that later. Now's not the time. But, uh, I look... It's a brewer's blackbird. I don't... Just so you know. And... Apparently Mr. Harrison had something happen to the, him like this as well. 
and I just left after a few days, so... Write it out, I suppose. That seems wise. Hmm. What do the blackbirds eat? Are they seeds or insects? Or... Hmm. Give me one moment and I will look that up for you. And Gregory does, and I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. Also, this bird's name is a lie because the female is brown. Oh, so it is a male. I mean, I guess. Yeah, seems to be. That's a male. Hmm. Uh, feeding. They forage in shallow waters or in fields, mainly eating seeds and insects, some berries. Right. Um, I think we have some blueberries in the fridge. Maybe see if you want some blueberries, Mr. Mr. Brewer. <laughs> the bird will delight in the berry snack. Do we have to feed it by hand, or is it? Will it fly off my head to eat the blueberries? It'll it'll fly off your head to eat them. And then just right back on when it's done. No, actually, it takes a roost on a high bookshelf. Um. Okay. Sure. Uh, let me know if you have to. You go outside to use the bathroom again. Just. Uh, I'll put some newspaper down or something if you want the shit. I don't. <laughs> so. A, a couple of days pass with the blackbird in your lab and it stays out of the way. It doesn't really like get in your face much at all, but it does like follow you around. Like if you go into another part of the lab, it'll follow you into that other part of the lab, but it always just like picks a high little spot to roost on and just sits there It occasionally tweets out a little song, but is otherwise pretty quiet and unobtrusive. Anytime mm. you leave the lab for any reason, it quickly flutters down and either perches on your head or shoulder and just stays with you for a few days. Uh, it's just... Okay, I know that Odin uses birds to, for observation, but he usually uses ravens, so... um. Maybe Emery knows anything about this. I'll just fire off a group text to, you know, so can hit Emery and Magpie at the same time. Does, yeah, does anyone know of any creatures that use birds for observation? Uh, not that we can think of. Are you getting are you getting a, a, an animal companion too? Have you acquired a feather friend? Yes, it's uh, a brewer's blackbird. It's a male, apparently. It's been hanging around. It's a bit weird, but it's not causing any trouble, so... That's bizarre. Have you gotten in Grant to, like, track it, like you did with the last one? Uh, no, actually, I have not. Uh, Mr. Hessen, I assume you are... If you're not busy, actually. Would you mind taking a crack at it? I mean, you gave me the tracking devices last time. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So can I just like put a little band on the thing? Yeah, you can. And it'll let you. Right. Reveal your mysteries to me, Mr. Bird. 
so th after a couple of days of just having this little bird in your life, it leaves. Just one day when you leave the lab for whatever reason, it's on your shoulder. And then just as you're about to enter the lab again, it takes off. Hmm. All right, let's see where you go. And I'm going to start tracking the thing. Mm-hmm. And you get the same sort of end report that Grant got. It flies straight in towards the vicinity. It actually angles a little higher north than Grant's did. Actually winds up somewhere around here, somewhere near the... Uh, Gosh, I can't even see what freeway that is. It's it's a couple of miles northeast of Hemet. Maybe like 10, 15 miles northeast of Hemet. Hmm. Uh, and it like enters that zone and then just sort of like flies in a circle for a while and then stops. And then the tracker goes out. All right. I will fire up a group text uh, saying the bird left and it went to basically the same area as... Mr. Harrison's did or disappearing. That's weird. That's really weird. Okay, so should we check that out? Is that a thing we should investigate? Do we know Probably. any bird wizards around there? We definitely don't know of anybody in that area that would do something like this. All right. Um but you know, we, we can't wait for three before we call it a pattern. We got to take it at two. So something is definitely happening here. Yeah. Should we go over and check it out? I okay. Unfortunately, that area is really big and like really open. So I feel like we'd just be driving in circles for a long time. Well, you know, if a third one happens, we can triangulate. Yeah, probably. I guess we'll just be waiting for a third. Mm, bird mysteries. Weird bird mysteries. Mysteries. Uh, mysteries at the museum. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well. I guess in the meantime, we'll see if we can, like, whip up some kind of magical tracker. Maybe something that they can't take off. I mean, it definitely seems like someone's observing us, which is, you know, like we don't have enough problems. Mr. Essen, you're friends with a group of wizards. Do they perhaps know about this? Maybe they have weird bird wizard friends? I'll ask around, but, uh... You know what? I actually don't know if they would or not. They keep surprising me. I'll ask around the apartment building if anybody knows weird bird magic or what is stuff that's up with birds. You get negatories across the board, just like last time. Oh, did I did I ask them last time? You asked if anybody knew about any weird shit happening in Hemet last time. Okay. This time you have, like, a different vector of questioning. Does anybody know about any, like, bird wizards happening around, like, the junction of the 74 and the 215? Mm -hmm. And, again, you got nothing. All right. Got no game. 
All right. Well, uh, then I res I reply with, uh, "That's a negative, Ghost Rider." <sighs> well, add third mystery to the dangling plot threads that seem to be our lives. Oh, it is already on the Pepe Sylvia board. You honestly really have one of those. I do. I, I send a picture of it. <laughs> I wasn't questioning it. I was just. All right. <laughs> ah. Well, it doesn't seem doing any. So I'm just, I guess we'll keep an eye on the situation. If pattern stays, Roxanne should be getting a bird friend in about, what was it, a month? Grant's last downtime was his bird. So that, was that was like two was... weeks ago, just about. Okay. Two weeks. Might be more problem with the kitty cat around. Ah, cat just keeps right. eating it. Well, enough things to worry about. So, I'm just going to put it out of my head for the time being. Yeah, we'll just have to keep our eyes on it. Birds. 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 Alrighty. Grant. Yes. It's time for my thing. Mm-hmm. So, one day, I'm not even going to bother speculating on what you're doing, your brand starts to, like, throb. Oh. I think I know what this is. I have a, I have a fairly good idea of what this is. I'm being summoned. Probably a good thought. Yeah. Uh, Probably a correct assumption. Would it be safe to assume that Grant has, in the meantime, learned how to get to the summer court with the with the circle, just so that way he doesn't have to bug uh, Magpie every time this happens? That's a pretty reasonable thing to declare to be true. Okay, so I will stop whatever I'm doing, go back to my apartment, get the stencil that I made to just spray paint us this uh circle on in my uh in my you know painting room and then just head on over i guess all right you appear in the summer court and the greeter goblin mm -hmm. initially he like he looks excited because there's a guest but then when you like fully materialize and he realizes it's you he'd like he looks caught halfway between being excited and still being kind of weirded out that you're here. Listen, listen, if we don't race, it'll just keep being weird. So let's just get the race out of the way so that way it stops being weird. Fine, fine. All right, so what do I have to roll to see how well I do against this guy again? I believe I asked Roxanne to roll act under pressure last time, so I'm asking uh, the same of you. 11. That's an 11. So yeah, you beat the goblin, and you beat him pretty soundly. Not as soundly as your sister, but you yeah. beat him pretty soundly. Alright. Alright. We good now? I mean, I guess. <laughs> Alright. You beat me, but... 
I was like, I'm not gonna let it go at just that. I know. Listen, we'll race it on the way back when I'm at when I'm heading on out of here. Sure. All right, you're on. All right, I give him a fist bump. He probably has no idea what I just do. I just did. You you hold out your fist, mm-hmm. and then he holds out his fist at you in the exact same way, and then just and then kind I, of like looks at you. And then I I teach him how to fist. Bump. Then we go like this, and then sometimes people do like this, and I do the thing where I do the da 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 da. That's optional though. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is a Britain greeting. Okay. Yeah. Greeting, uh, you know, farewell. You know, it's it's multi-purpose. I understand. All right. Catch you on my way up, and then I will head immediately for the palace, or wherever the queen happens to be. Might probably the palace, but you never know. Might be hanging around. She might be hanging around someplace else. So you can. You are actually like sort of guided by your brand. Mm-hmm. Like there's a kind of faint tugging that you are able to follow. Mm-hmm. And she is chilling in the throne room, gazing upon the man who is strung up on the wall. Grant is trying not to stare and think about it. Check out my dude art. <laughs> <laughs> so as you pull up, she turns around. She's like, oh, there you are. Uh... Yes, and then I uh, bow properly. I'm sh- I'm sure I would have been briefed on the proper way to bow by now. Eh, it's pretty universal. Yeah, there's there's just there's some very like faint, almost inconsequential differences between the courts. Yeah. Just because they all they all have to be different from each other, so they've all got some yeah. little bullshit extra add-on. Yeah, exactly. For instance, like when when bowing with the summer court, you have to use your left hand. But when bowing with the winter court, you have to use both hands. And then like like fall court, your hands have to be behind you. It's stupid shit like that. Yeah, they're all a bunch of petty ass elves. Yeah. So after you finish bowing, Tarira just looks kind of exasperated. She says. Ordinarily, I wouldn't call you in for something like this, but my son will just not stop talking about it. It will be best for all of us to get it out of the way. I need you to go fight my son for a few hours. Okay. Uh, I. Is there a way that you can stop my sword from doing the new thing that what is it that it does? Which I mean. This is new, and then I pull out this. I like I very slowly pull out the sword, so that way it doesn't look like I'm like about to kill her. And I have it grow to normal size, and now its blade is like glowing a pale purple black blackish. I'm like, I don't know what this does, but I'm sure it can't be good. She leans in like real close to you, and she says, "Honestly, Grant Harrison, I would like it if you reduced my son to a fine paste." Okay, then. That's... Huh. All right, then, your majesty. (laughs) Not literally, of course, but he has just been such a bother. Yeah, like, is is he still upset about you having to stab him in the thigh? 
Oh, he, he is just upset that I allowed you to live at all. He knows better than to be angry with me. Okay, well, I guess I'll go fight your son and try not to kill him. Okay. So she will summon a pair of goblin attendants who will escort you, like, around back. Mm-hmm. And you, you come to a sort of... Like, if you had gone with Steiner to when he was testing out his new gear, you would recognize this sort of stadium-ish arena. And there in the middle of it, Dweer is in a sort of, like, meditative kneeling position with a broadsword in front of him. All right. He's got his eyes closed and his hands on his knees. He just seems to be waiting for you. I'll step up and I'm like, hey, I'm here to fight you, I guess. It's a weird request, but... Finally. Uh, and he, he picks up his sword and he gets up and he says, Mother may be willing to forgive slights against the court, but I am not. Okay. You were let off far too easy and somebody needs to show you your place. I mean... Okay, I guess. Listen, I just... Let's just do this. Let's get it over with. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't like fighting, but like I'm, I've been told to fight you, so let's do it. Uh, then I will teach you the joys of bloodshed, thief. He sinks into a fighting stance. I doubt that. I pull the sword out and also get into a fighting stance. I've been I've been trained on how to use this thing properly. I don't just make magic wizard around. That's just a cool thing. <laughs> and he will leap at you, swinging his sword. What do you do? I'm gonna fucking duck and roll to try and avoid the swipe. Alright, roll me act under pressure. That's a nine. That's a nine. Alright. So you you duck and roll, but you roll a little bit too far. So you are out of range of sword strike at the moment. And he recognizes this as well and begins to charge a spell. Um, hold on. I didn't. I was not expecting a fight, so I do not have the PDF up. So give me a hot second to uh, drag it up. Fucking Colin, how do you not have it memorized at this point? I know I'm the worst. It's mostly it's mostly the use magic stuff that I want to use that I want to take a look at. So uh, I've got it pulled up now. So while he's charging up his spell, I want to use my own spell to, uh, I'm going to use magic to trap a specific person, minion, or monster. I just want to basically lock him up, make it impossible for him to do gestures and stuff. All right. Well, throw me the roll. A nine. I'll take a glitch. In immediate unwelcome attention would just be cheesing it. So no. You know what? We'll say the effect is weakened. All right. So he, he is moving in slow motion instead of being completely caught. Okay. And at this point, I will just let... I'll just let go of the sword handle and let it fly over and attack... and uh, take a swipe at him. All right, roll me kick some ass. 
That's an 11. Uh, so I'm going to take... I'm going to suffer less harm. There we go. I'll suffer less harm. That sounds good. All right. So the... Uh, your sword nicks him, and that, like, fucks up his concentration, and also he can't aim properly. So he doesn't have the... He doesn't have you, like, perfectly lined up when he fires his spell. And it's <laughs> it's just this, like, shot of sunlight yellow energy that it was obviously aimed for center mass initially, but it grazes you across the shoulder. You're going to okay. take three harm, subtract armor. All right. Okay. I'm guessing because my damage comes after his, then I don't get that uh, health immediately back, correct? Yes. Okay, fair enough. That that would just be cheesing it way too much. So, uh, so I'm just gonna start running like around in circles and let my sword try and get another uh, swipe in at him. So that way I can get that har harm back. Hopefully, unless he has two armor for some reason. Throw me that roll. That's another ten. So, uh, you know what? This time I'll inflict terrible harm. So plus one harm. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you, you fucking like gouge out his. Uh, I don't know where are you aiming. Tell me where you gouge out. I'm aiming for the spot where he was stabbed before. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> I don't like fighting. Immediately slights the Prince of Summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because uh, I don't like it doesn't mean I'm not good at it. <laughs> right. So, so, yeah, you... Yeah, it, it sinks, like, all the way through his thigh. And he's still moving in slow motion, so the grunt of pain is also slowed down. Mm-hmm. And, and here's, here's how I am going to, to make manifest the life drain on this fucking flying sword. Okay. After you stab him, you call it back to your hand... And as you take the hilt in your hand, something inside of the handle clicks in a really loud way. And the sort of black purple fog around it transitions to green, goes into the blade and then like flows up the blade, up the hilt and then into you. All right. And then there's another loud click, and the green goes back to the black and purple. Okay. All right. And you are healed for one harm. All right, I go. Okay, that's that's different. Not unpleasant, but still different. And it feels it feels super weird because Prince Dweer's life essence just flowed into you. Yeah. However, he does get a retaliatory strike. He does. And you expect him to, because he's still slowed down, so you expect that he should be charging up a spell. But he, he goes still and just doesn't move for a moment and then just like crack. There is a bolt of lightning that strikes you straight in the chest. Okay. He did this without any 
incantations or gestures or anything. Ah, he's taking the extremely rough way of casting magic. He did this completely unaided. Just total raw. And you're going to take four harm. Subtract armor. Okay. A fucking lightning bolt to the chest. (laughs) Alright, so... Grant just sort of shakes it out. It's like, not the first time we've been electrocuted. Uh, and then is going to... Yeah, that seems to happen to you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> St- stealing magic from the queen, your girlfriend, <laughs> and now the Prince of Summer. Grant <laughs> is just a fucking lightning rod. You know what it is? It's all the fucking metallic spikes on your vest. <laughs> not to mention the several piercings he probably has. So this time... Grant's gonna do his own magic, and you know what? He's not gonna fucking bother with the wand. They probably already know. It's not the time to play coy. So, uh, I'm gonna do a blast of ice. So, let me roll. Take some ass with plus weird. Nine. So, there's that. Um, so that's a total of, uh, three harm restraining. Alright, so he is stuck. Unfortunately for you, he can still cast without mm-hmm. any implements. So this this spike of earth just juts out of the ground and cuts open your flank. You're going to take three harm. All right. And then there is a thrum and your slowdown spell breaks. And he hefts his sword over his shoulder and at now an accelerated speed begins to rush you down. So he's moving on a 2D plane, right? Yeah, for the moment. No, no. Um, actually, you know what? Yes, because I I would like to try and do one thing that is beyond human limitations and just like jump super high so that way he just passes right under me and crashes into the uh, into like a wall or something all right well roll it all right uh that's a 10 so no glitches nice on so yeah you just you completely evade the blow he skits to a stop and looks up at you and he's obviously pretty angry and he lets go of his sword and it starts floating in the same way that yours is, and he whips it up at you. Uh, can we have a fucking sword duel in the sky, please? You absolutely could. That would be fucking amazing. So I guess uh, act under pressure. Yeah. See, whomst parries whomst. A seven. seven. All right. So you parry each other. It is a brief clash before your swords slip past each other and you both take a hit. Okay. So uh, he takes, I guess, two harm. Do I gain any health from that? Yeah, you can heal. You can heal the one that his sword deals to you. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So I'm just still at three. Got it. I'm not working on hard numbers here. We're just having fun. Uh, I know. All right. Uh, so while that's happening, I would like to uh, charge up my uh, my wind spell and try and 
blow him for, uh, like back into the wall, try and like knock him out. All right. Just like slam his head again. Just slam his head against the concrete hard enough to uh, to knock him out. So uh, that's a ten. I would like to suffer less harm, uh, and that was that was a blast of wind. So uh, so it's a total of three harm and forceful. <laughs> so it's on the 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 downward arc of your jump, he lines up a another just bolt of sunlight magic and nails you square in the chest with it which is four harm subtract armor okay i'm unstable nice on you've managed to thug it out and finish your air blast and you do hit him and send him just tumbling back into the nearest wall and he does like crack his head on it and sort of leans forward but he picks himself up he's obviously not knocked out from it yeah he does not look happy and he calls his sword back to him I call my sword back to me and now he is just sort of squaring you up right well, if he wants to square me up too much, uh, he will see that I'm at five arm. So, you know what? I'm going to try and fucking use magic to harm, to heal harm while he's doing that. All right. Sure. That's a 10, baby. Yep. So there's a quick flash of green light around you and some of your wounds knit closed. And as that's happening, he he gets the same idea and fucking heals himself. Okay. And then he starts stalking towards you cautiously. Alright. You know what? You brought up a good point about how fucking filled with metal my uh, my jacket is, my vest. So I kind of want to use all the sunlight that it- I'm guessing is around and just like try and re- reflect it off of my my spikes and try and blind him a little bit. Alright. Roll me act under pressure to do this weird fucking move. Yeah. That's a nine. Uh yeah, I, I can't ask for help, obviously. Alright. Well that's a nine. So From somewhere Roxanne tells you, quit being a weenie grant. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm going to say that this works, but you got to angle yourself into a really weird position to make it happen. Oh, oh yeah. So you're oh, a yeah. little off balance. So, so you, your next move against him will be at a plus one, but your next move to dodge or prevent his next move against you will be at a minus one. Yeah. All right. And then at that point, I just let this, uh, while he's like, covering his eyes i'm just gonna let the sword go and it's gonna have it uh have it fly towards him slash him again all right roll me kick some ass uh and then it's plus one. Oh, thank god for the plus one <laughs> that's a seven <laughs> that's yeah so you can just cut him straight across the chest and then heal a harm all right and then so as you you cut him across the chest, he he kind of roars, like how fucking dare you? 
And then... The only person you have ever seen cross distances faster is Roxanne, and she can literally teleport. Yes. But he is almost instantly up on you, and his the edge of his sword is, like, pressed up against your throat. Uh... What do you do? Hey, you know what a really easy way to get away from this uh, sort of thing would be? If I don't have any bones... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but you still have a neck. So this is a minus one because this is technically a dodge, correct? Can I get yeah. a boneless grant? <laughs> Can I get a fucking uh, boneless grant? It's still a 10. It's still a 10. Nice on. So yeah, you, you just... You go fucking rubbery. Bloop under his sword. Yeah, and then I go, oh, this is still so gross. Oh, I hate doing this. <laughs> Unfortunately, you are kind of helpless. Yeah. In a boneless state. And so, Dweer just kind of like looks <laughs> down at you in your fucking puddle form. <laughs> Nugget mode activate. <laughs> <laughs> and he cocks an eyebrow at you and then just seems to like wait. All right. So, uh, I'm so, gonna be honest, I didn't think this completely through. So, as the bones start to reform, you know what I don't need bones to do? Control my sword with magic. I'm gonna slash at him again. Jeez, he was giving you time to pick yourself up, and you're gonna attack him. All right, yeah! sure. Roll me what? Kick. This is why he Roll wants to kick your ass. <laughs> Roll me kick some ass at a plus one, because you are definitely taking this guy by surprise here. That's a seven. That's a seven. And you know what? You are taking him by surprise, so you are doing plus two harm. Okay. Because I know you've got that sneaky move. Oh, that's right! Yeah! Holy shit! <laughs> I remember your moves better than you do. You do? Uh, so does that mean I'm completely full up because I only had three harm left? Okay, well, so you can heal for three harm, but okay. then as you are still forming up, he stabs his sword down into you to, like, pin you to the ground. Okay. And you're going to take four harm, subtract armor. Okay. I go, ah, okay, yep, I kind of deserve that. I say as I, uh, point blank, uh, fucking blast him with, uh, wind magic right in his face. Alright. Roll it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna give you a, uh, a little bone here. Wouldn't my gestures be, uh, be super weird because I'm one on the ground and two pinned by a sword. Uh, I mean, how much of your body do you have to use with gestures? You're like, I was pinned. You know what? You're pinned through the same thigh that you stabbed him in. Oh, okay. I was, I was thinking it's mostly moving my arms, so I didn't know like where he was pinning me. However, if you are still partially boneless, yeah. then that is gonna fuck your gestures up. Yeah. It's there you go. I'm giving you. I'm giving you a bonus here. So minus one. I still have ten. <laughs> nice. Um. So it's forceful, and I get an extra thing. Uh. I'm gonna force them where I want them, which is I want them like far enough away that uh he cannot really retaliate. No, because that's the same as taking no harm. That's a super advanced thing. Uh. So never mind that. 
I will just, I'll just take less harm. Well, no, you could do it like that. Oh, I could? Okay. So, uh, I'll- He's I'll... also got fucking long-range magic, my dude. Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna blast him far enough away that, like, he can only retaliate against me with, like, stuff that, you know, probably fairly weak considering he has to do it from super far away. And, uh, he doesn't actually have time to grab his sword, so it's still in you as he- You fucking, like, lob him up into the air. You get a good, like, 10-15 feet of height on this man's body. <laughs> and he hits the ground and you hear the kind of oof of air being knocked out of him. Mm -hmm. And thank you for the excellent idea, Chloe. Uh, <laughs> there's there's like a, a one, two, three beat and then the sword stuck in you is struck by lightning. Take three harm, subtract armor. Okay. I'm back at three. <laughs> nice. So then, Dweer just kind of lays there on the ground for a while. Yeah, I'm going to lay on the ground too. I'm, I'm not doing another sneak attack because as one, he's probably expecting it now. So it's, and two, like, fuck. And so, it's like a, a good three or four minutes pass of you two idiots just laying on the ground for a while. <laughs> and then Dweer picks himself up and dusts himself off and comes over and yanks his sword out of your leg. <clears throat> and he regards you in a way that you can't quite read. Oh, and of course Mother is right again. Uh... You are much more useful alive than dead. Okay, thank you. That's good to hear. My leg's really fucked up. Deal with it yourself. I mean, okay. And then I'm gonna cast healing magic? Oh no. <laughs> it fizzles. It fizzles. It fizzles. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Or not. Okay, that's... Mm. Okay. Dweer rolls his eyes and extends his hand to help pick you up. I will cautiously take it, because Grant is 100% expecting a psych as he pulls it away. No, he does lift you to you, your feet, but then he kind of like shoves you back a little bit. He says, you're absolutely pathetic. And then he turns around and starts walking away. And then I say, and I mutter under my breath when I know he's far enough away of like, well, I'm so pathetic and how come you can kill me this time, huh? <laughs> I heard that, Britner. No, you didn't. And <laughs> I just walk away. So you got to go report back to the queen. Yeah. I go, okay, well, uh, the good news is he thinks I'm more useful alive than dead, which I'm guessing is the goal. The bad news is my link really hurts. Oh, excellent. That is exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, I figured as much. And of course, I cannot allow my tools to fall into disrepair. She puts her hand on top of your head and you, you feel this incredible life essence just flow into you and all of your wounds knit shut. Oh, thank, thank you, your majesty. Also, two inches shorter. Just <laughs> for fucks. Thank you, your majesty. I hope he has been suitably chastised. 
Oh, I mean, I sort of stabbed him in the same leg you stabbed him in, and then I blasted him like 15 feet straight up in the air. I'm thinking he might be quiet about me for a little bit. Oh, excellent. It is good to hear that you have once again succeeded in the task that I have entrusted you with. Thank you. Is that, is that all? You are free to leave or join the merriment if you so choose. I mean, am I going to be welcome if I join the merriment? She shrugs. She has a look on her face that very plainly communicates, that's not my problem. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go attempt to join the merriment for a while and then like read the room to see if like they're okay with me and if not then I will just leave very quickly they're all still a little weird about you but the queen seems fine question mark with you so they don't have any good goddamn reason to be mad at you besides like national pride and like they're not they are aware enough of the goings on of the court that the prince just kind of got his ass beat for having too much national pride so they're trying to let it go alright I'll stick around for a little bit and then like when I start feeling weird about it I will leave yeah now one last thing before you go Mm-hmm. Throw me act under pressure. See if you win the rematch. I do win the rematch, but it's closer. You do this win time. the rematch, but it's closer. Goblin is hot on your heels. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out I'm pretty good at running away. So everybody, unmute yourselves. Because it's time for another group event. You're not the president of me. No, but uh, I am the master of your dungeon. My dungeon? Ooh, what about you my, in my dungeon? <laughs> I never invited you to my dungeon. <laughs> and yet, I'm in charge of it anyways. Don't... Don't get weird with it. <laughs> Alright. So, let's say this happens on the third... Mm-hmm. Week. Yeah. So, Tuesday, July 3rd, you all get text messages in the group chat in the afternoon saying, Hey, we've got some probably definitely really important stuff. Can everybody get to headquarters as soon as you can? And when I say all of you, I mean Grant and Steiner, because Roxanne, you live there. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, so you uh, definitely said the right thing. (laughs) So at some point, Magpie just comes up to your room and knocks on the door and tells you, hey, we're going to have a group meeting as soon as the others get here. I imagine Roxanne probably saw the group text and just came downstairs. But yeah. Yeah. Grant will tell Lolo, "Ah, shit, something's coming up. Gotta go. Gotta go, Lolo. No. The last time I said that, she punched me. You deserved it. <laughs> I deserved to be punched. Fortunately, none of you are within range. Damn! You don't know how long my arms are. <laughs> be ready. Not, not yet, I'm not, motherfucker. 
Old country arms Chloe, they call (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the two men can arrive at headquarters and shuffle in. Mm-hmm. Roxanne, the whole time you've been chilling around downstairs, Emery has not been present. You know that they're definitely home. They just haven't been around. Hmm. 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 Time for the fucking... Time for the weirdest hunt of all. Surprise party for Emery. Uh, we have to hunt the most dangerous monster of all. Man. Ourselves. Alright, so... Boys, you have arrived, and Magpie will usher all three of you to take a seat on the couch. All right, I sit on the couch. Yeah. I was already here. <laughs> Natch. So, uh, Steiner, I don't suppose you brought all of those apocalypse documents with you, did you? Yes, I did, actually. It's in this thumb drive. Right. Cool. Because, like, because we got to go over that now. Well, that's ominous. Yeah. All right. So, so I guess recap on the whole apocalypse thing. Right. Where is Emery? Uh, they're asleep right now. We... We kind of just got some big news, and you remember how they got right before the surgery? Right. Yeah, they're there right now, so they're they're taking a quick nap to try and get verbal again. Well. All right, so recap. The code we got from Siren Head thing translated into, uh, let's see... The shackles will finally break, I think. Right. So, not sure what that is actually about. We have a fairly good idea. Considering it coincides with the Mayan apocalypse, which is we are apparently living in the fourth version of the world. Previous three versions were destroyed. Seems to happen every 5,000 roughly years. And we're coming up on that in December. And... uh, Apparently, we are meant to prevent this from happening. Right. So, here's, here's the thing. So there's... Like, all of this we know from Mayan, like, inscriptions and literature and all kinds of stuff that was taken that was studied in their ruins turns out that that was incomplete fun yeah it turns out that there was a set of tablets that was stolen from the Mayan people back in the 1500s by the Spanish conquistadors and it's just been kind of floating around Europe since then oh wonderful yeah Colonialism saves the day again, I guess. Uh, but uh, back in late 2005, a couple of the Knights of the Round Table were doing a job in Spain, 
and they came across these tablets. Unfortunately, it was a wizard who did it. And so they were able to reason out that, that they were... They had something to do with something magical. Something weird. So they bought it from the rich guy who had them. They'd just been changing rich hands for a couple of centuries. And they sent it back to the sort of Central American monster hunting conglomerate, El Escudo Tranquilo. All right. And they've been working on trying to figure them out. And a couple of months ago, they got to the point where they were able to reason out that something happened here in California at about 3100 BC. And that apparently coincides with the end of the Third World. I am I have that document. It just was a uh, 3104. Yeah, so so since it happened here, they sent it up to us because they figured California eyes on a California incident might be useful. And we didn't really, we weren't making any headway because they were using, they were using weird language to refer to it. We couldn't, we couldn't nail down how to take some of the nouns until you gave us the context of something imprisoned finally escaping. Okay. Well... I can pick up where this is going, so something was imprisoned, and it's going to get out. Awesome. Yeah, and we actually kind of have the start of an idea of what exactly it is that's going to get out. Is it a big pale worm? Or... No, the worm. rider's pale. The worm right. big. Fucking white people. The worm is technicolor. At that moment, the door to Emery's bedroom opens up. And they say, You all... You don't know the, the half of it. And, uh... It's at this moment, I would like to shout out John Breen for calling this shot back in February. Is it? Uh, oh, oh, oh! Is the fucking worm just? Shush, the... shush, 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 shush. So they sit down at the uh, at the coffee table, and they roll out a big old map of California, and then they take a big red marker, and they start. Oh fuck! I think I know what it is. <laughs> uh... So they they take out a red marker, and they start drawing a line that starts up in Northern California near Rio Del and stretches down down the coast cuts through San Francisco passes a little ways east of El Paso de Robles cuts through Palmdale and Riverside over Cathedral City and down over Brawley. 
You're kidding me, right? Oh my god, it's the the worm is the fault line. Why the fuck do we fight laugh? What? Oh my god, where's the fault line? It's it's surely not the that's just a track, right? Surely the fault line itself. Please tell, yes. We we don't know, but all of us are going to go find out. Next week, hopefully next week. We're we're putting it together right right now. We're calling in ravens from uh, other states calling them in from Nevada and Arizona and Washington to man man our stations well all of us in the California conglomerate meet together up in Redding in NorCal and then we're gonna go to to the head of the worm and find out what's happening with the fault line. All right. I mean, this is fucked, but at least it's something. Yeah. God. Why can't things just be simple, ever? Why can't things just ever be simple? Welcome to the weird world. You're a mad scientist. I'm an angel, and he... Grant is stole magic from a fucking fairy queen. Alright, I wasn't mad. I was disgruntled. There's a <laughs> difference. One is crazy, the other is pissed with golds. Also, it's a fucking apocalypse event. Somehow, uh, apparently, if Roxanne's sources are to to be believed, the fucking fault line is going to kill the entire human race. So there's, of course, it's going to be complicated. Well, um, fuck. Yeah. So everybody clear, clear your schedules for next week and the week after. We don't know exactly when we're going up, but it's going to be sometime in that time frame. Make out your wheels. Hmm. Guess I'm gonna have to ask for time off at my job. Didn't you oh, quit? Wait, I quit. <laughs> yes, it was a joke. Colon. The joke. Colon. <laughs> Alternatively, I guess I picked a good time to quit my job. Wait, there's an actual place called San Andreas? What the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah? It's right. That's- I mean,. Yeah. Hello and to the right of Sacramento. Yeah, it's right there. Ah. Mm. Weird how San Andreas is so far away from the San Andreas Fault. <laughs> I was. I 
I was sure the video you game just was thought supposed. it was a video game. I didn't think there was an actual town called San Andreas. I'll tell you right now, there's not a town called Los Ventura. Are you sure? Mm, yes, because 90% of the towns in Nevada are named Blank Springs. <laughs> well, that just seems hopeful. You know what Las Vegas is? Do you know what Las Vegas means? It means the meadows. We're not exactly clever. <laughs> uh, I see you guys take the Viking approach to naming. Blame the fucking Mormons. Uh, I I look over at uh at Emery and say, I hope you're not offended if I don't come over too much while the other ravens are here. Don't want to take any chances of them blabbing to Way. They're not coming here. We are going to them. Oh, fun. Okay, well, time to work on the glamour, I guess. Or maybe just apologize. Hmm? <laughs> mm. I'd sooner apologize to the Fae Queen than I would to Way. No way, Jose. At least the Queen had a chance of being pleasant about it. You know I was there for that, right? Uh, yeah, I said there was a chance for it. About for it. I didn't say it didn't exactly happen 100%. She didn't string you up by her balls. That's... Yeah, Not the best you could hope for, she, really. She didn't. She didn't turn. Do the thing that she did. Did you see that redheaded guy in there with the beard? Yeah, I still don't know what's up with that guy. I've not been there, so no. She has like this guy. He's just hanging out. He's covered in flowers. Sounds pleasant, actually. No, it looks like he's been there for like. I don't know. He does. He looks old. Couple centuries. And, Couple, at least a couple centuries. His clothing reminds you of Viking shows that you've watched. It's like he looked like a Viking, like an actual legit Viking. All right. Anyway, <sighs> either way, I do, I do want you th there because one, you're part of the team, but also you're according to the, the angels, you're an important part of all of this going down. Yeah. Actually, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let them tell Way. I'm tired of hiding. That only took a couple months. Well, honestly, the only reason I'm not back already is because of this shit. Eh, fair enough. I'm staying until this entire thing is done, which <laughs> I guess... Until the world doesn't end? Until the world doesn't end. So I guess I'm here until at least December. I like the world. That's where I keep all my stuff. <laughs> Classic mistake. I keep my stuff somewhere else. <laughs> you do. You keep it in a pocket <laughs> dimension. You just bring it out anytime. Quick, everybody jump into my pocket. <laughs> oh, wait, there's no air. You first you have to shrink them down so they can literally fit in your pocket. There's a terrifying thought. What is it like inside of the pocket dimension? <laughs> Very cozy. Full of silverware. It's a tiny little house in the prairie in there. <laughs> as long as you uh, watch out for all the knives. 
<laughs> oh, they're butter knives, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we've all seen the time knife. Get over it. Time to bullshit. Yeah. This is how we cope. We crack jokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, I'm going to call another end of session. Okay. Good. Did we conclude the current mystery? <laughs> no, we, in fact, we, we figured out. We figured out what the fuck the great <laughs> worm is. And also, I, I, at some point a long time ago, I kind of did think maybe it was going to be the fault line, but then I was like, nah. Whatever, Colin. No, like, eh. I didn't. Here's here's the thing. I didn't think the fault line, like the entire fault line, would be the worm. I was thinking some something more along the lines of like that's just like migration pattern or something. Okay, so we concluded part of the current mystery. So I'm willing to give you all that one. Okay. Did we save someone from certain death or worse? No. No. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we learned. Yeah. The whole chosen thing. The chosen that's important. thing. Well, that's that's more about the hunters. Uh, the world, I, world. I would consider the whole San Andreas fault is probably the, the worm thing. Yeah, that's pretty important. And then did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? We, I know in a previous session we did Steiner's chosen one thing, so yeah. we're not going to count that. Um, uh, Grant's willing to fucking let Way know where he is because he doesn't really give that's a shit anymore. Not new, dumb. That's kind of new. That. That's kind of new, but I was, I was kind of grasping his draws there. I mean, stuff has been revealed to the hunters. Was already known by the players. So I don't yeah. think we learned counts. that Grant is more useful alive than dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like you can use him as a doorstop, a paperweight, a shovel. You can use me. Listen, you can use me as the, all those things when I'm still alive. Plus, when I'm still alive, I can make mashed potatoes. A dog can make mashed potatoes. <laughs> also, the dog doesn't talk back. Looks like somebody's not getting any mashed potatoes. I literally have mashed potatoes in the fridge, mother. Go get some mashed potatoes. Nothing, you stop me. <laughs> uh, all right, so everybody can take one experience. Yeah, yeah. Grant or Colin, I know you just said that you leveled up. Yes. Uh, did I accidentally give myself two? Well, I did. I think I should only have the one. All right. Um. So the only thing. I chose for my level up was I just got plus one sharp, so now I'm working at three sharp again. Nice. I don't suppose Roxanne or Steiner leveled up on that one? Nope. Absolutely not. I didn't even roll at any point. I did not fail any of my rolls. I only failed one roll, which is amazing. But I only needed one experience point to level up, so. Yep. Alrighty. So... That is the end of Act Two, everybody. 
Time for Act 2, Intermission 1. You joke, but we're literally having an intermission fight. Oh boy, we get to chase a bunch of time-traveling assholes around. <laughs> it's time for me to stop reading forever. Ah, I can't wait for the Great Worm to be a cherub. <laughs> I can't believe that you, Mr. Problem Sleuth, would stop reading at the most problem-like part of Homestuck. Uh, so next time is going to be a sort of breather hunt. It's going to be pretty silly. It's going to start out maybe a little dark, but it's going to get pretty silly. And then after that, y'all are going up to NorCal to meet the rest of the California Ravens and find out what's going on at the head of the worm. Get hype for that, listeners at home. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you to my players for playing and putting up with uh, my bullshit. I hope you all will be here next time. It is not your bullshit I'm putting up with. (laughs) (laughs) It's mine. It's apes. (laughs) 